King Gates, New Orleans Savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Fox Sports Radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers come and go. Let's rob and get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports dude. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. One of sports radios, legendary But you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. But you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. That's what I'm talking about. Are you channeling Shakira? Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, as we welcome you in to the Tony Bruno Wine Cellar in South Philadelphia, where it's going to get down to 16 degrees tonight, baby. There'll be frost on your suburban pumpkins. It'll be cold enough to freeze the balls off a brass monkey and all the other long-time things we never had to say this year. Freeze the balls off a In the year of the no winter. That never made sense to me. Yeah, you have a, you know people have brass monkeys outside. Maybe okay. people won't be outside cutting Cadillac converters tonight, son. Exactly. Maybe I, people won't be beating each other. Maybe gr- groups of youths won't be hitting women in the back of the head carrying Valentine's flyers, uh, flowers was... at 16th and Walnut in an area here in Philadelphia, ah. which is one of the most heavily traveled areas. But in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, yes, even at, at 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night, People are being assaulted on the streets of the city, and it's not even in a neighborhood in the middle of nowhere. This is in downtown Philly. So congratulations once again to Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney, who is still actively campaigning for Elizabeth Warren while his city goes straight to hell. I'll set the uh, assault at over under three and a half. I'll set the murder at one and a half because it's cold out. No, no, that, that number never goes down. Neither snow, no sleet, no rain, no coldness of night or lack of ammunition will stop the criminals in Philadelphia from beating people up, killing people. So lay people, the over is what you're saying. Just say lay the over. You always lay the over, over in Philly. On the body count. Exactly. It's like right. John Wick up in this bitch, man. Seriously. But oh, you know wow. What it is. Wait, wait, wait. I have to stop. Right. Do, don't people, do you not know that Tony doesn't know math? I don't know who's overlaying oh, all the math yeah. and calculus stuff on top of your face as one of your masks. But this is so not you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, oh, well, like that's that. a, mon- a monocle. He's got the monocle going on and everything. 
Luigi's a little overmodulated, Robin. Can you? I am a little down? bit overmodulated. Yes, Thank you. But Robin, oh, you, you have know what? Controls. That was because of yesterday, because Paul was a little bit softer spoken. Mm-hmm. So I had to turn him up. He was great late yesterday, oh, wasn't he? We're going to go see him tonight at the uh, punchline here in Philly. The late Paul. show, baby. The late, late show. Late show, baby. I'm going to have to take a nap uh, so I can stay up for the show. No, I'll be ready. I, I stay up till two every night anyway. So. I'm going to wear a shirt that fits. Yeah. <laughs> you don't wear a shirt that, uh, yeah, Exactly. Now, what does it say? Luigi Curdo versus Luigi the world. Luigi Curdo versus the world, one night only, November 30th. Where the hell did you get that? My buddy made it during my birthday party. Oh. That's when I went down the street, like it was me it. versus the world. I had a list of things I had to accomplish. I had to arm wrestle and score coke at the same time. Did coke, you? Cocaine? Yes. Why would anybody try to get you to do try that? Try to. Well, because it's fun. Because your buddies get you to do a lot of dumb shit. I had to cock Wait, block you, somebody. That was that well, was. Well, that's not. easy. But I'm talking about like cocaine. Did you do cocaine? No, like no, I had. A, I, I walked up to this guy who was sitting there by himself, and he had his. He was just sitting at the table, and his arm like this. And I just walked up and walked up, put the tear right in front, and said, "Let's get down." And I arm wrestled. As soon as it was over, I put his arm down. As soon as it was over, he's like, "You party?" <laughs> he was like, "Actually, I do." I'm like, "Shit!" <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. Wait a minute. I hate to do it to you. This it was a joke. At, I wasn't going to buy this the coat. early in the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to get started this way on a Friday, especially Robin, when you consider it. Do you know what today is? Um, let's see. I'm it's one of the most remember. fake holidays ever. When's Luigi Curdo, Curdo Appreciation Day? When does that happen? Never. Love from, in the air. Damn. Love's in the air, baby. Everywhere I look around. You know who did this song? Now you're hearing it on TV commercials now. And I don't know what I'm. And it's there when I look in your eyes. You know who did this song? John, Paul, George, and Ringo, and uh, Young. Not no, Paul, George, and the Oakland. John, Paul, Young. John, Paul, Young. Who's not young anymore. This is a hit from back in the <laughs> It's Valentine's Day, sweetheart. I'm more of a Billy Ray Valentine. Is that pink set? It's called Singles Awareness. A Singles Awareness Day. Love is in the air, baby. No, that's just a cold front moving in, and you're going to freeze your balls off tonight. I hear that, brother. Everybody now, sing it all together now, Robin. Crank the stump and jump. Love is in the air. <laughs> John Paul Young later went on to become Pope John Paul Young and then was uh, excommunicated. Yeah. Excommunicado. Excommunicado. EBC and PA says Sunny 105, 104.5. That's the Tony great Eric Uno. Robin. Don't yeah. just call him EBC and PA. That's the great Eric Cohen. Where's he at right now? What, what diner is he, is he at I right now know, eating? Wherever he is. He's, he's, got mozz- he's got a bowl of matzo ball right now. <laughs> you know he does. There's nobody that, that photographs food more than Eric. He does it's because constantly. he... And it's like shit diner food, too, though. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's like not. pork and beans. It's hot dogs. No, and, it's not. He yeah. goes to find... Well, he's an Uber driver. The guy's, uh, you know, he's on a fixed income right I understand, now. but the pizza places are a little questionable. I'm just saying. No, no, he's good. I mean, he's driving people out there. He picked you up and drove you to the airport and then lost your keys. You think this is a favor? <laughs> I paid the guy. And then I paid for it. I paid for it. By the way, uh, right now we are in a hype train hype on train. Twitch. If you oh. subscribe, gift, or use bits, you will get to the next level 
Right now we are at 28%, and you have one minute and 19 seconds left. That's what I'm talking about. A hype train. I didn't even know that. The hype conductor. Is that SEPTA? Which line is that? Is that's that the wrong the... kind of train, Tony? That's the you know, wrong you know, kind of train. train I want to be on right now, Rob. Soul train. Is that... No. No, no, no. I, I have to finish this. I can't play it. So hype conductors are uh, Jolly Roger 673 and Trevor from the 203. Uh, available awards. Awards. You can get emotes. You can get bits. You can get... Uh, they are given at the end of the Hype Train event and will be available to use until they are refreshed with a new emote theme. So congratulations for our Twitch followers who are getting it going. Beautiful, man. You know what I want to be on. Oh, the Love Train. You kidding the me? The Love Train, everybody. Let's go with the OJs right now. All aboard it now. Right now. Remember the A&W commercial? Love Train, baby. I'm going to run a train on your love tonight, baby. <laughs> Next stop. Funk town, baby. We'll be in love. You know, my favorite train is Bruno's Tank Engine. That's my favorite train on Twitter. Whatever happened to that guy? He's still there. Is he still yeah, there? Hey, he tweets out. God, there's so many great love songs. We're at 43%, folks. 43%. I have oh. no idea. I, I really don't know exactly, but I know that we got to 100% before on the hype train. Um, oh, oh, look. You received a one hype train emote. Uh, who was that? Show off I your totally support. I totally don't know what any of this means, Hooray! but I like it. I know. Hooray! Let the channel know you've earned a new hype train emote. Yes, you have. You earned it. Thank you very much to our fantastic uh, chat room people. Beautiful. Our peeps. I didn't Bruno. know there were any kind of trains. Is the Trump, tra Trump train in there too? I don't know. I mean, I can't keep track of the trains. I know most SEPTA commuter rails will probably be running late because of frozen rails. You know when you have that on rail rays when it gets cold, mm -hmm. like it's going to get tonight? Luckily, it's going to be Saturday tomorrow, so there's not a lot of people going to work as commuters do during the week. We have frozen uh, – we have – Switches frozen. That's the other thing, too. The switches with the trains. My buddy Rob works on the trains. He's, he knows all about that stuff. That's good train knowledge it right is, there. Man. We're not going to play a block of train today. Thank though. Christ. Although there are drops of Jupiter coming down this weekend if that meteor hits and destroys us finally. Do you yeah. see there's another, they apparently can't. there's another meteor coming our way? Oh, really? Yes. Is this drops one that we... Jupiter. I thought it was the main act on the main stage of cheerleaders <laughs> this weekend. Is this one of the <laughs> meteors that we have to be worried about that is going to extinguish yes. the entire oh, I sure hope you know, life coming. on Earth? I hope it's coming. I'm tired of these near coming. misses. If you're going to hit us. Just hit us, man. Just take us out of our misery. People are asking, Tony, are you taking uh, Robin to dinner tonight? No, I'm taking her to a comedy club. I got great seats. We got great seats. I, got, I, I found the perfect place to take your, your loved one on Valentine's Day, and that's to a comedy club late show on a Friday night. When you Doesn't can score free that? tickets. Exactly. That's exactly. the best thing free. ever. Little you slaved over a hot microphone exactly. yesterday. Do you realize how hard I had to work? Wow, look at that mask. Oh. What is that? This That's is like, like a goblin beauty or a, and, and the, the beast. beast. <laughs> Tell his old Look at that thing. It's weird, man. <laughs> Frozen Rails is on the main stage at Lou Turks tonight up in Delaware County. Uh, FYI, those of you who Frozen are tuning in rails. for Jeremy Roenick and his, it's not exclusive. He went on TMZ yesterday, mm -hmm. but that was only for five minutes. He's going to be staying on a little bit longer with us and he's going to talk. Um, and by the way, I'm getting so many tweets already in regards to us promoting that we're going to have Jeremy on the show today from people who like, again, everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's what's great about Twitch and Twitter. Twitter is a shit show. We know that. Yeah. 
And the good thing about it is that you can communicate with people, just like we do on our Twitch stream when you follow us at twitch.tv Tony Bruno Show. You follow the show, you get to stay and follow along, you subscribe, you get all the other bells and whistles. But on Twitter, you know, you promote that the show is who we're going to have on the show. We're going to have Sean Salisbury on from Houston. Oh, he's coming on? Yes. Sean's going to come on at 2.30 because, obviously, he's at the epicenter of the baseball debacle that's going on down there where yesterday they had the worst apology tour of all time. They had a news conference to try to get everybody to to move on from the cheating thing as we get ready for baseball season, and they made things worse yesterday with the worst news conference ever by an owner anywhere. And you think the Phillies have bad news conferences here with their management. The Houston Astros yesterday, a national embarrassment, and people are still ripping them today, even though it's not my style to rip anybody on the show. We just make observations. So Jeremy will join us. People are already saying, you know, he deserves to be fired. And other people are saying, well, he's just another part of the Me Too movement. He's another victim. So there's a lot of interesting angles to this story. And Jerry, Jeremy will come on, and we will explore them all. There will be a no-holds-barred, and I'm not going to be sitting here uh, just taking sides. I, I, I believe that he is a victim. Yes. That's, and so that so I guess I. I'm taking sides. Yeah, you are taking sides. But there sides. are people who say that he deserved this. And so we'll talk about it. Because people no, want to play moral cops. Well, here's, yep. the, here's the interesting. There are people now saying that you should be canceled just because you are having him on. Oh, absolutely. I know that. There were people the other day when I took some shots at Boston fans. And by the way, Jeremy Roenick, Boston guy. Right. So it's not like I just, I love people from Boston. I love the city of Boston. It's a great place. But, you know, as a sports fan, you go back and forth with these fans, just like Dallas fans. Boston fans are pussies, take, by man. the way. you got to be able to give exactly. it. you got to be able to take it. And the Boston fans are the most sensitive douchebags ah. on the face now, of the you earth. You want to give and take? So are, so are some of the Philadelphia yeah, fans. Oh, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it. And I call See, out the douchebag Philadelphia fans. Here's the problem, Tony. When you make a statement like that, you say Boston fans. You, it's the same thing no, as no, saying no, no, Eagles fans. You, I know what you're I know, saying, but Robin. You're saying you're making a blanket statement, and that's all people hear. They, they hear you saying that. All Boston fans. I do are not gonna... say all Boston that's, fans. I know. I know that. Luigi knows that. Anybody that knows that's listening to you know that. But you did not say that. You said Boston fans. Okay, so why don't you why don't you incite the people who already have a difficult time uh, no, no, no. reading what I write and <laughs> deciphering a basic sentence structure. When I say I don't when I say all, then it's all. When I say fans, it's not all. I don't. I, I nobody has condemned bad behavior more than I have. I know ever that. on national radio, not at some local shit station like a couple of these local shit sports talk guys coming at me. Guys who are working in little crappy markets coming at me because they grew up in Boston and now they're doing a little radio show on some crap station that nobody listens to. And then you're going to come after me for giving my opinion? I've been doing this for fifty years, chump. But so anyway, enough about that. This is the problem. That's why for for this world and for the people that read into something, you need to specify some or many or Robin, a few Boston fans. You can't just oh, say. Oh, gee, thank you for just, clearing that up, Robin. Yeah, I'm just saying. Thank you for clearing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're very welcome. The bottom line is this. When there's a moron in Philadelphia who does something wrong, I rip that son of a bitch a new asshole. I don't defend anybody's bad behavior. I don't condemn entire cities or entire fan bases. You know who does that? National writers. These national douchebag writers 
who sit at home and they're doing their blogs and they're writing for obscure newspapers that are going out of business and they play God and they're the ones who condemn an entire fan base when something bad happens in the city. They're the ones who call all Eagle fans and Philly fans animals. They're the ones who keep bringing up Santa Claus, a debunked hoax from 70 years ago. They're the ones who condemn entire fan bases for the action of one or a couple of people. I've never done that, and I never will. So when I, have, when I joke around about cowboy fans, do I say every cowboy fan is a douchebag? Absolutely not. Not all of them. No, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Are, are every, is every Phillies fan a douchebag? For the most part. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> By the seventh inning, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Can you blame them? <laughs> anyway, enough about that. We'll get Jeremy on. You want to play God? Play God. What I think or what you think doesn't really matter here. Guy lost his job because he went on a podcast and he was talking about threesomes. And now people are well, but Tony, you don't understand. What happens if you went on the air and you were talking about doing threesomes? I've been talking about doing threesomes for decades on the show. Why do you think one what of my favorite drop-ins is? Two chicks at the same time. Exactly. What does that mean? He's been on air for 50 years. For 50 of it, he's been talking about doing Not threesomes. Not 50 of it. I, no, didn't start talking, I didn't start talking about it maybe probably 40 years of it. Well, I bet you. Well, up in the, what, in the traffic helicopter, I'm sure you're dropping a few lines. Oh, you know yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, baby, take a exactly ride right. chopper, but, <laughs> but anyway, enough about that. We will get into that. Later on, this isn't a douchebag rant in progress. How about we get back into some of the good things we do for people, like raising money for St. Jude's organization? Exactly. This is a show that does good. We're not here for bad. Although Valentine's Day, they could do some bad stuff tonight, which could be good. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes maybe, maybe shit. Hey. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Oh, exactly. Mother. What happened? Rubber. What happened? It's saying that the, your your audio is cutting out again. Whose audio? Mine? Yes, and I'm looking and I'm seeing everything. Looks Everybody's fine. audio or mine audio? My audio. It's gargling. Audio is gargling. What the? I'm not gargling anything. Did uh, <laughs> did Paul Ferrero garg? Did he leave some uh, stuff that he was swallowing there's yesterday? Some, some, some of the more coral. Upstairs. There's some more upstairs. There's a lot of coral. I can't believe he was just eating that shit, man. And he was swallowing it. I know. Ugh. Jesus, man. Jeez. Anyway. So is the audio okay now? No, hold on. We're looking. We're looking. We'll just wait. All audio. Not all. Not some audio. All, all audio. audio. We're condemning all the audio that's going out right now. Not, not a just few audio. Them. Not select audio. Not a couple of Everything. audio. Everything. All audio is bad. Everything. The voice sucks. Well, the voice does suck. I hate that the show. I never really watched it. Worst show ever, man. It's, uh, Robin watches that crap. I'd rather watch American Idol. I can't what? stand American Idol. What am I uh, watching? The voice. The voice sucks. I I only like it at the beginning when they when they're originally auditioning and no they don't know what the people look like. That's the only time I like it. It's very gargly. Can we put it in a randomization machine and try to fix it that way? Exactly. We got some kind of machine. Shite. Damn it, Robin! What the hell's going on here? It's it's Friday. It's Valentine's Day. Very gargly. They're saying. I know. I'm trying to figure it out. I know you are. Jesus. Well, I'm going to keep talking, though. We're not going to have to shut this down, are we, Robin? No. We're not going to have to reboot? I'm going to try to close Streamlabs and open it back up again, so if we disappear for a minute, I apologize. I'll be right back. By the way, I have breaking news, too. You got breaking news? Just in from our fine city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. You remember Philly Jesus? I think you actually, didn't you hang out with him? I escorted him out of the museum. You escorted Philly Jesus. Philly Jesus is a weird dude. He carried a six-foot cross into the museum and then sat down on a 2,000-year-old throne. Yeah, I escorted him out of the museum. Did you throw him out? 
and I didn't throw him out. I escorted him out. I said, you got to leave. That's a, that's a major cross to bear for the poor guy it coming is, in there. You know what I'm it saying? Is. Was it a good cross or was it a bo- was it a bobo cross? It a, no, it was a solid cross, man. That thing was two by four the whole way up. Two by four. They didn't hang no, I mean, Jesus looked, on a I mean, two looked, by four. No, it looked like it was like um. It wasn't two by. No, four. it looked like they were joists from like a house, man. This thing was huge. Hey, they're stealing con- catalytic converters. Did he have one of those attached on there too? <laughs> Paulie, uh, Paulie P twenty two sounds like the Spice Channel back in the day. <laughs> Are we uh, now on the on the video? We're not uh, garbled like we're not like the dirty movies where you had to. I don't know, well, well, have the box to I'm, make sure they. they you know, remember the dirty movies the late gambling. night, where they would on Prism and all these other. Yeah, it was all sketched chan- up. It was all wiggly. Like, is that wiggly. a boob? Is that a? You yeah, know. you would look and you'd say, and, and, and every once once in a while it would it stop. It would go clear for one one second, and then you found out you were jerking off some dude. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, no, no. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Ah, oh, those were the days. The broadcast has ended now, No, Robert. it has not. That's what AJ and San yeah, Antonio yeah, yeah, are saying know, on the know, Twitch stream right now. That was those were the days. Jer- See, the good thing about... Masturbation without representation. <laughs> that oh, was those were the days. That's why we must impeach <laughs> we must and remove. Impeach. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, of course, SF Falcon says, Luigi, fix the problem. I got nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing to do with it. I can't fix it. I like how... It's He's trolling Robert. I like so. how Steve is They're trolling me. I know, Steve in Detroit... Always brings up when something goes wrong that you are the guy who can fix it, not Robin. I can't fix it. I, can I fix can't the fix the old system. Either. I can't fix the new system. Though. I can't even get a ticket fixed anymore in this city. How can I get the show fixed? I'm about to get fixed myself. <laughs> you're going to get it done? Yeah, why not? 38. It's probably not going to happen for me. Supposed so. to wait till you're 50. In, in Alabama yesterday, is there a law? For a that? state legislator has proposed a law that all men, once they hit the age of 50 in the state of Alabama, should be. Oh, they the should sec- be. No will be legally required to have a vasectomy. Or if you have three children, so whichever comes first, you hit the age of 50 as a male, or you have three kids before you're 50, hmm. boom. Clip that baby, snip that it. baby, slap uh, it up, I'm flip sorry, it around and down. Mean, you know, that's not a bad, it's not a bad idea to tell you is the it truth. Is back on now? Are we on? Is this thing on? It is, it is. We it have is. sound? It's frozen. Hello? Frozen 2 or Frozen 1? Frozen 2 Electric Boogaloo. Hello. Previously Frozen? Hello. Is that NBC Sports has now sabotaged the podcast to silence Jeremy Roenick? <laughs> yeah. That is <laughs> Would what that surprise is. anybody right now? Dan Carcillo just cut every wire he could possibly now, find. Now, what's going on with Dan Carcillo? I don't know. Apparently, he's going against JR. Oh, good for him. A freaking Does bum. anybody even remember a Dan Carcillo? Car bomb. What a bum. They loved him when he used to drop the gloves. So. He dropped the gloves. So, what's all... The, the, it's the one thing about hockey I'll never understand. Screw Dan Carcillo. Again, he's entitled to his opinion. Mm-hmm. But is we anybody going to listen to Dan Carcillo? Uh, yeah, people, the flyer faithful will listen to Dan no, Carcillo. No, they won't. Even, even real, like, diehard Broad Street Bully Fire fans know that Dan Carcillo is worthless. I don't even know why I'm even mentioning his name. I want to acknowledge people who disagree. We can all disagree on the show. This isn't one of those shows where, uh, no, Catherine Tappan is not trying to shut down the show. <laughs> People still commenting. I'm a flyer faithful. Carcillo is a loser. Oh, people can hear us then. Apparently, the audio is back now, right, Robin? Yes. We never lost full audio. It was just garbled or something. Yeah, it was just garbled, and I had to reboot uh, Streamlabs. So I'm not exactly sure what happened. I think now Luigi is involved with Streamlabs, right? I am. Don't cross the Streamlabs, though, because that shit's dangerous. (laughs) Oh, who's dialing up now? What's that? That's me fixing Streamlabs. Oh, okay. 
Let's see if we can get this thing back on track here. Let's see if the internet's working oh, better. Oh, God, now. you remember those days? Well, let's, let's see. Wait. We're going to get connected soon? Nobody pick up the phone. I'm online. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody's going to pick up the party line upstairs I'm on from the wall the, phone. I'm from the original Tinder. Eight sex location, please. <laughs> AOL chat rooms. ASL, baby. Eight sex location. Is that what that meant on yeah, AOL? Yeah, ASL. It meant eight sex location. That's what you would say. It would say... 33, male, northeast, <laughs> back in the day. Wow, that is – let me give you a roaring round. I, 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 I did not know I that. could be giving you a major roaring round of applause or saying, boy, you were a loser back then too, but, but. – Oh, no <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. I never went into AOL chat rooms. Yeah, that's how you used to – that was the original Twitter. That was the original Facebook. That was it, man. AOL, you would go there and you would have discussions about things that are going on in the world and try to get ladies <laughs> when you were 17 years old. I'll show you how old school I am. You know how we used to get laid here? Smoke signals? No, there used to be pay <laughs> <laughs> Not that old. There used to be pay phones everywhere. And right here at the corner where that pizza place is, the cheese tape shop right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in that triangle. That's the triangle of East Pass Yonk here in South Philly. Triangle of love. There was, a, there was a telephone booth there. Oh. A telephone and you would call booth. the number? No. And so I would walk by. The phone would ring a lot at night. And it wasn't the Wonder Pets either. It wasn't somebody calling the Wonder the phone. The phone. The phone is ringing. The phone is ringing. Why do we not have that drop? In? I have it in here. Do you? Yeah, I Can have I the hear Wonder it? Pets. I'm going to find it now. Here it is. All right, everybody. Do you have just the phone? No. And Ming Ming too. We're Wonder Pets and we'll help you. What's going to work? Teamwork. What's gonna work? Teamwork. <laughs> Yay! Gotta love the Wonder Pets. Oh yeah, the best episode ever was when they were trying to save a dolphin from a hurricane. They were, they start swimming, and uh, I get uh, what's called uh, Ming Ming or no, Tuck. No, who's the other one? Uh, Winnie, Linny, Linny, Linny's like Linny's like uh, the storms get the storm. The it's storm. getting rough, and he turns around. He goes, "Tuck, where you going?" He's like, "Back to shore." <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. I'm he out of here. He's like, "Where are you going?" Back to shore. <laughs> Fuck that dolphin. <laughs> You've never seen the Wonder Pets Beach, babe. I mean, the Wonder Pets is epic, man. It's a great little cartoon for little kids. You know, little kids and for adults too. I used to watch it. Mm-hmm. And this isn't in my kids. This is like, this isn't only, it's like 10, 15 years ago. We're not talking about cartoons from the 40s and 50s. We're not talking black and white. Wonder Pets. You should, Wonder Pets. Come on, man. You better get woke. Rule. They rule. Speaking of rule, right now, the ruler in the kingdom as far as leading uh, the clubhouse in this football, Tony, which we got to get rid of today, it's gone today. That's yep. right. AJ in San Antonio right now is the leading bidder. $1,000 is the high bid. Uh, if you want to bid on the football signed by all the guests that we had on Super Bowl Radio Row in Miami, many many Hall of Famers, Luigi has broken it all down. Mm -hmm. What the autographs of these individuals that are available on all kinds of sites, if you I'll, want to buy an autographed football, Warren Moon. I will give you the list, the rundown, real fast, because people who might, might not have heard about the ball yet, people that are just checking in that they want to maybe take a chance on winning the auction. Ron Jaworski's on the ball. Brian Mitchell, Lorenzo Neal, Kyle Turley, Warren Moon, Mark Schlereth, Bart Oates, Dave Robinson, Jason Sabinda, Jordan Roos, Rashad Jennings, Brian Baldinger, Bill Romanowski, Andrew Zimmer, Kevin Harlan's on the football. Yes. Oliver Luck, the commissioner of the XFL. And the dad of uh, 
of Andrew Luck. Exactly right. So there's some lineage on the some some lineage on the ball. So now the wires apparently the sound is bad again. Okay, Rob. I think I'm I figured out which camera's causing the issue. So it's, it's a camera issue right now. Yeah, hang on. Is this camera on me? I don't know. How many do we have an extra camera on today, Robin? Did you we, did you we use don't? Ex- but something is because I know you were up. setting up an earlier extra camera in case we were going to do it on right. uh, on what do you call it with yep. the Jeremy Roenick? What's that called again, Robin? Uh, Skype. 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 Yeah, that's right. Skip. We pay for Skype every year, and we ne- every month, and, and never we use never it. use it. Never use it. It's an outrage. I'll Skype with you, buddy. Can we Skype? Can we get some chicks on Skype? Maybe. Why not? For Valentine's Day. Why not? Can they Skype into us today, Robin? No. Lonely people will do a Skype segment on, hey, you looking to hook up tonight? <laughs> Don't go on J-Date. Don't go on... Uh, Tinder or Bumble or... Bumble's a hookup or... site, too? Yeah, well, it's more it's more relationship-wise, I guess. Well, oh, now, there we go, they say. The phone. The phone is, is ringing. ringing. At 215-462-TONY. <laughs> 215-462-8669. All right, that's enough of that. Even though I can watch the Wonder Pets. I used to sit around. Let's go to... And watch... I would binge watch the Wonder Pets. Yeah, me too. Binge watch them. And you know how I got turned on to the Wonder Pets, right? When I was dating... Babysitting? Uh, no, I was dating... No. <laughs> when I was dating this French chick in L.A., she had a five-year-old son, little Jared, great kid, and we would sit around and watch the Wonder Pets on Saturday mornings. Jared or Jared? Jared. Jared. Okay. Jared. Like, not the... Yeah, the jewelry With a store. D. Jared. With a D, not a T. No, not a T. That's okay. Jarrett. Right. It's Jared. Great kid. He's the one who did all. He did a lot of uh, drops for me. Like, Tony Bruno. Oh, did he, he? Yeah, he did a lot of, like, you know, Tony Bruno. Because little kids' voices are so awesome. Yeah. Dan Dibley's sons, who are now in college, they would do drops on the shows when we were on KNBR together. Yeah, it was, it's an outrage. A little kid saying it's an outrage or uh, <clears throat> for great knowledge or all these other things that we would say on the show. I always love little kids. Little kids singing, little kids laughing, little kids talking. No, I'm not a creepy pedophile guy. I just love the sound of kids, happy kids. Not happy clouds. That's what the, That's Bob Ross, Bob Ross is the doing. The boss. The boss, Bob Ross. I binge-watched freaking two hours of that, right? So t- well, not two hours. I'm sorry. It was almost <laughs> 24 hours of that. I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. He's just sitting there, and he's, he's it's your world. It's your world. You just maybe exactly. you know what? Maybe we're gonna put a little mouth. Now back here. people don't know this. Bob Ross, obviously, people know that Bob is Ross great. is no longer with us. But his son owns the archive audio, a video of every Bob Ross show that ever aired. Did he bequeathed to him or something? No, he inherited it. He's his son. I was saying, did he bequeath and he's painted. I don't know if he bequeathed it. His son owns it. I don't. I didn't know what the will said, but his son now. You know where he has all the Bob Ross shows? Where on Twitch? Really? Yeah. And every time you go into Twitch. If you want to watch Bob Ross painting the old classics, it's on 24-7. There's a Bob Ross channel on Twitch. If you want to see some happy clouds and little trees here. And what's the greatest color in the history of colors? Alizarin Crimson. Alizarin Crimson. Of course. Bob Ross, the best fro of All a right. white man ever. We're just going to use the backside of the knife. Audio right, sounds like, like it's back on. Let me see if I, I fixed it. So I'm going to put <laughs> Luigi's camera back on. Hopefully nothing changes. Oh, if it's my camera, please leave it off. If it is, I will. Thank God. Is it a camera issue? I don't know yet. I got to get back to this Philly Jesus story before we continue with the program. So you know Philly Jesus. He's now suing the city of Philadelphia. (laughs) Philly Jesus has turned on Philadelphia. Hopefully he he, he, he actually brings the locusts 
and all the other. What are some of the other? Fire uh, and brimstone. Fire and brimstone. He's going to part the Delaware River. No, that would be too good. Then we would see all the shit on the bottom exactly. of it, all the no, bodies and stuff. That. What are some of the other plagues, Robin? There's too much shit in the river to part exactly. that river. You got the plagues. You got the, the plagues. The plagues were the locusts, the locusts, frogs, frogs, um, locusts. Oh yeah, the frogs. I forgot about those guys. Um, I'm not up on Bible study. Son, then, right? Is it all the mummers, the comics? The exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Froggy car. I think Froggy they're, car, one of, exactly. they're one of the plagues. The, the original plagues. It was locusts. Right. Frogs, mm-hmm. and then it was your firstborn child, or firstborn son, or firstborn child. I forget. I think it was firstborn son. The rats, right? Were the rats? Not too? the coronavirus. No, they They're still rats. trying to f- figure out how that's going on over there. And Famine. Well, I mean, th- that's actual real plagues, but the Moses pl- plagues. The ones that were the ones that powerful people, God, Moses, and all those other people can do, and that's what Philly Jesus is going to do to Jim Kenny and our DA Larry Krasner. Black Death, baby. Black Death. All the other stuff. Mega right. Death will be in concert this weekend, I think, at the TLA. Oh, oh, oh wait. There was way more. <laughs> I, I forgot uh, some of my Bible lessons yeah, exactly. here. Famine. The plagues were water turning to blood, right. frogs, lice, flies, livestock pestilence. Pesto, I love pestilence. You get, boils. You get a nice little garlic. Al dente, though. Yeah, yeah. Al dente. <laughs> boils all over your body. Boils. Hail, locusts. Darkness and the killing of a firstborn child. Wow. Damn. I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Seriously. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's when you know what you do then? You just lock the door and you Netflix and chill, man. That's exactly it. You just lock the door right, and you binge baby. watch some of your favorite shows. You know, maybe Moses goes to Dallas, whatever, something. So the Philly Jesus lawsuit against the city of Philadelphia involves how he was handled and manhandled at the Christmas Village in Center City, where Robin and I, we went with the whole family. He gets a little out of control, man. I thought he liked to change. I thought he was... Did, wasn't there a story about yeah, Billy no. Bean from the Apple Shop for so, stealing? So, originally, he was um, doing it kind of as a joke, and... The guy pan- who dresses up at Jesus, white robe, long hair, beard. And he was beard. panhandling. Right. And it, um, but he was doing drugs. He was he was uh, heavily addicted, and there was recently an article out that, say, that said... That um, it was because of his panhandling and his uh, in uh, uh, walking around as Jesus that he actually found Jesus. He joined a church. There was a public reach out. It's a recovery he got, addict. He, yeah, he he got clean. And I don't know. Is he still doing crazy things or is he? He's banned from the what? iPhone store for stealing. Oh, recently? Mm-hmm. He's oh, the only guy no. banned from the iPhone store. Everybody else can go in there, and ransack the joint, or go into a, a, a jewelry store. And walk out with a twelve thousand dollar Rolex, the only like G they did with, yesterday. What a brand new iPhone! He's being persecuted to the day. Yep. Even Jesus is in trouble in the city. What the hell's going on? No going justice, on no out peace, there? Tony. No justice, no peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit, man. No justice, no, no peace. No justice, no peace. So Jesus is getting is is getting smoked. But even Jesus can't walk around this city without being hassled. It's an outrage. Believable. So he's suing the city now. For how much? I, I didn't see the whole story. I'm trying to find it now. Of course, that's the problem with Twitter. You know, you see a story, and then you got to go looking for it. It's an outrage. But it was breaking news a few moments ago, and now i got to go back in my timeline and try to find it. But the bottom line is he's suing the city over something that happened at the Christmas Village, which they set up every year mm-hmm. right in Center City. right. Where Maybe city he was Hall. doing something in the nativity scene or something. Maybe he tried to go into the nativity scene. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. He's like, that's me. That's me. I'm just going to see my some of my. I want to get all the details in this because I'm trying to look it up. He wanted to see if they got his likeness right. He was looking for gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and they were out of it. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> They're representing me in my newest case. <laughs> gold, that's my lawyer, yeah. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So here it is. So you can do a search. Here it is. The Philadelphia Inquirer, this, uh, just two hours ago, this story breaking. Philly Jesus is suing the city after he was arrested at the Christmas Village. The local man known as Philly Jesus, uh, he uh, says he, he claimed his First Amendment and other rights were violated. His real name is Michael Grant. He's 33. He initially entered his complaint with the Philadelphia Federal Court last week, but was unable to pay the $400 filing fee. As Grant's attorney, Vicki Piontic, wrote in the complaint, her client is homeless and without a regular source of income. So according to the complaint, police arrested Grant at Christmas Village on December 21st, allegedly in retaliation for the exercise of his First Amendment rights. Grant, the suit claims, was preaching peacefully at the annual holiday market and had placed a basket out for donations. Okay. Right? Grant says that the complaint was that he was holding a sign that read something to the effect of, if you die, are you going to heaven? Find out here. The sign allegedly got the attention of an unknown Philadelphia police officer who approached Grant and glared at the sign with disapproval before telling him to leave the area and stop preaching. Grant refused saying in the suit that he asserted his rights to remain in the area and to, quote, evangelize and to exercise his First Amendment rights in the space. Two officers then allegedly dragged him across the street where he was handcuffed and held for about a half an hour. The complaint uh, claims that he was later issued a citation for failure to disperse. So I'm seeing what he's, I'm reading, reading down, I'm going to see what he's looking for. He's obviously homeless. Here's homeless Jesus begging for money. Meanwhile, we have people all over the country yelling at people. Remember in Atlanta? All these people were yelling at people at the Super yeah, Bowl yeah, yeah, right yeah, in front of the crazy. CNN center. That was crazy. Screaming at people. Not just saying, hey, God is coming and God is good. They were like threatening people. Yeah, it was pretty bad. This guy is homeless, dressed as Jesus, has a basket out and has this holding up a sign, goes to jail in this city while criminals are beating people up and shooting each other every sounds, night? Sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. I think Kenny Listen, I'm no Jesus freak, and then, you know, when those people do their thing, I walk by. You know, I, I don't care about police people's religious beliefs. Somebody hassles me and gets in my face. That's a different story. Yeah. But they're not are, bothering me. They're not bothering me. It's unbelievable that in a city where police don't do anything to arrest anybody, and it's not their fault because they're being told not to arrest anybody. We have people being assaulted at 16th and Walnut. This is in the main part of the city. Heavily traveled stores, shops. People are getting beat up with bricks. Because there's not get... enough cops walking the streets. Jesus. There's not enough cops walking the streets, and people just don't care. The cops, you know where they're at? They're in their squad cars and their fucking iPhones playing doodle jump. I'm not ripping the cops here. That's what they're doing, though. They're, they're bad cops. Don't get me wrong. But there should be more cops present on the street. And whose job enough. is that to put the cops on the street? I, I'm not The new police with... commissioner is worried about nail polish and what color nail polish cops are supposed to Anybody be allowed ever to wear. Have you ever heard of a visible deterrent? You know That's what, what security is. It's a visible deterrent. You know what deterrent. would be a visible deterrent? What? Bo. Bo is right. Bo? Bo. Bo. We Bo. need Bo more. Jackson? Not Anthony Gargano's buddy, Bo. No, we're no. not Bo Jackson. We no, not Vincent Bo Jackson. more Bo's. We need more Bo's in this city. Let's go to the tape. This is San Diego, California. Hello, I'm looking for a Charger fan. <laughs> Show me your lightning bolts. 
but don't show me you stealing a car or carjacking in San Diego. You know why? Because our friend Bo will get all up in your ass. Let's go to the tape. Bo is a police canine dog. Dude in a car stealing somebody's vehicle. Bo was let loose. And then we'll watch the rest. Bo jumps into the window. Now, and but this so, let's, so set up. So good the doggy police, right here. police were chasing the carjacking dude. The guy is in the car. Um, they, uh, the police were able to break the window. I don't know if it was with a shot or what they probably they used the, the stick. They just stick. smashed. Okay. It. They, they smashed the window, but the, uh, but the perp was still in the car. The car was still moving. And this is what happened. You it's on see, This is great video. This is your feel good video of the day. There's Here no goes, sound. There's so no Bo's sound. jumping into the window now. The glass is broken. And he is now all over the guy. The guy has an umbrella, a little umbrella, and he's trying to beat the dog with a little purple umbrella. Bo says, I, I'm not letting you go. You mine. Bo don't, you play, don't play that shit. Bo, but so Bo is biting the guy. He's trying to pull him out of the car. He's got him. And he is latched onto his arm. And look, I mean, he The guy's like- picking him up and walking away with Bo as he's latched on. And then Bo brings him out into space. And then the police move in. Bo continues to continues to do his thing like he does that thing. And then what happens? They finally cuff the son of a bitch. And then here's Bo. Look at his tail. And, Look mean, at oh, that happy doggy happy right dog. there. He's Look at the so happy ha- tail wagging around. Like- Bo knows... How to take sons of bitches down. Got audio from Bo right here. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> that is awesome. I wonder, awesome did they stuff. train him to not bite through the person's arm to oh, no, grab no, no, onto no. the clothes? It, that man is injured. There's no abs- There's absolutely no doubt that that man... Especially if you're starting to hit now, the guy now, and you're he, violent. Right. Here's, and here's the thing that you... that um, Because my, my cousin used to be a canine officer, so I actually... So the, the dogs are trained to grab and latch on and not let go. So they're not continuously um, uh, biting like down biting with force? With, no, they are, okay. I mean, but it's just one. They're clamping on it's, you, man. They're clamping on you, and there's no doubt, because it looked like it was on his hand, there's no doubt that there was some skin broken, and he's probably going to need some stitches. But um, most of that is his own fault for trying to rip his arm away. When does the dog let go? Because he seems like he's when, not wanting to no, let go. No, when the police, when, will, when, when, it, when he realizes yeah, when that his the handler, police... when his handler says let go, he will let go. Not Chelsea Handler. She no, was no, in no, another no, no, car no. in but, San Diego uh, looking for a career. But I can guarantee you, <laughs> I can guarantee you that his handler will not tell Bo to let go until they have him Bo, let go. Yeah, Bo, head. let go, Bo. Give Bo another dog. I mean, Bo knows. Thug. Kenny would have been like, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> no, these dogs are trained to do this. And they're German. Most of them are German Shepherds, right? They're, they're, a lot of them are German Shepherds, Belgian Malinois. Um, um, <laughs> they'll use labs. Um, but most of them are German Shepherds and Malinois. And everybody who has a dog, and a lot of people have dogs. Paulie two, Paulie P underscore twenty two. Bo could take someone down. Please hire him to coach the Eagles secondary. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Eagles have brought in Bo the dog. It's such a beautiful thing. Speaking of beautiful things, this football is a beautiful thing, and you've got less than two hours. Uh, you got about an hour and fourteen minutes here, guys, to get your last bid in for this football. One thousand dollars is the highest bid. The next bid would be one thousand ten. Exactly. If you want the ball. Right now, AJ in San Antonio is waiting with bated breath to make sure that no one outbids him. Okay. How can we not give Bo love, though? Anybody who watches that video 
and actually will think that that's excessive force to try to catch a guy who carjacks somebody's vehicle to help bring that guy down to justice, then you don't understand how justice works. Exactly. That is justice. They didn't shoot the guy. They didn't tase the guy. They let the dog out. Dog got the guy out of the car. Guy's got an umbrella. Yeah, that ain't going to do diddly squat. And it was one of those little umbrellas. Did you see that fold, yeah. The fold-up one. It was you know. pink. No, it was purple. Well, I guess he just grabbed whatever umbrella was in the car. Yeah, yeah exactly. because it's not his car, so it was probably some you know little old lady that he stole some car from. Oh, God, man. The Twitch stream is on uh, fire course. right now. People love oh, these stories, man. Yeah. No, man. I can't even read some of this shit. <laughs> I wonder if my boy Anthony Gargano talked about Bo today. Are you kidding me? He jerked off to this Everybody's Bo, you know, because that's a nickname. You know, we say bro, bra, 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 yo, Bo, bro, but Chris, Bo. Are you serious, Bo. Chris F29? Are there seriously people calling for the dog to no, be put down? No, uh, not yet. God, I hope not. Got to let this story marinate a little bit. Then you'll have all the goody two-shoes. God, isn't that... How is that so wrong to have an animal do that to a it's human excessive being? force. It's excessive force. It's just so horrible. Never mind what the human being. Never mind what the human being was doing before that. You know, trying to steal a car. Oh, uh, Chris F says I'm kidding, but it will happen. Oh, okay. I bet. I better not. No, because- there'll be some. There'll be some. Uh... Where was that dog's water bowl during the entire thing? Where did you see a water bowl? No, I, didn't I didn't see a see water anything. bowl. Where's the dog's water bowl? If I was in San Diego, that right dog now- should be on a leash. It should be on a leash, Tony. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try switching to a three-camera shot and see if the audio oh. changes. Let's see. When you do, let me know when you do POV. Okay. Wait a minute. Boom, baby, boom. San Francisco PD, baby. San Diego PD, baby. Oh, it's bad audio. So it's that damn camera. Okay. Okay, so we know it's the three-camera shot. Which one? The one back behind yeah. us there? Okay. I don't like that shot anyway. It looks like I, my head, I don't have a hat Ron, on did it. did you I got... turn my soundboard down? I did okay. because I need to make sure that everybody... So now, so it's that three-camera shot. So we can't do the three-camera back-of-my-head shot? Nope. No. Nope. I only like those in porn anyway when you see the back of the head. On late-night Cinemax because they can't show you anything that's really going on there. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ. Look at that scalp, baby. Should we talk about uh, the fact of... Uh, should we talk about KG? Should yeah, we, we got that? a lot of good stories. Should we going? get into that? Because you do got a lot of stuff. Going. Well, I got a lot of things. First of all, we got All Star NBA weekend. As I like to say, hard pass. Mm-hmm. I will not watch one second of the, oh, the NBA, NBA All Star. No, no, you hate that stuff. Not one second. I know what's his name. Zach Levine's a great dunker. <clears throat> I, I may watch. The only thing I do watch is the three point shooting competition. I've always loved it as a kid. The the dunk contest has jumped the shark. All that other stuff has jumped the shark. Exactly. But meanwhile. Speaking of the NBA, the Boston Celtics. Do you see this story? Mm-hmm. The Boston Celtics are going to retire another number in the Raptors. Which one's at that? The, uh, well, they got 23 players' names up in the Raptors. Okay. They've retired 23 jerseys in the history of the Celtics. Unbelievable organization. So many great players, right? Ka- <clears throat> Kevin Garnett's number five will be the next number. Raised to the rafters. I told you, man. Up there at the uh, Fleet Enema Center, formerly the Boston uh, Garden Part 2, Boston Garden 2.0, Fleet Center. Uh, it's had a bunch of names, too. Banks buy it. I think it's the TD Center now, right? It, I don't know is, what the it hell is it is. It is the TD Center. But, my, but my, my former boy, number five, the original number five, 
Who was Ron that? Ron Mercer, baby. Pissed off. Ron, Ron Mercer. Mercer. Ron Mercer somewhere right now is pissed off, baby. So Kevin Garnett having his number raised. And then other people are saying, what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Now, remember, he did win his only title there, okay? And he was, he played 300. Let me give you the stats here. Please do. He played 396 games in six years with the Boston Celtics. Okay. Made a bunch of all-star teams. I mean, the guy's a great player. Mm-hmm. He's a Hall of Famer. He won his only NBA championship. He went to two finals with the Celtics mm-hmm. and won one. And so now they think, even though he only played six years there, that he had such an impact on that team that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So they're going to retire Ray Allen's number? I don't know. He's not retired yet. They're going to retire Rondo, number Remember, nine? Because, wait a minute. Yes, you know, you're right about these other guys. They're all retired. They're not no, playing anymore. No, no, yeah, they are. Rondo's still playing. Well, right, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to retire a guy's number who's active. Okay. Rajon Rondo's active. Kevin Garnett is not. He's retired. Right. And so this is up for the Celtic fans. I mean, I don't care who they were. But the best part of this is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know. The team where he played most of his career, right, that set all the records, one of the greatest players in Timberwolves yeah, history. Speaking of which, speaking of which, yeah, once you're done going into your little bit here, I want to give you the greatest players in Timberwolves history. You tell me how the hell Kevin Garnett's not being retired. So Kevin Garnett's number 21 has not been retired by the Minnesota Timberwolves, but the Boston Celtics are going to retire Kevin Garnett's number five. They can do whatever they want, but people, even Celtic fans are saying he shouldn't be up there. But Glenn Taylor, the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, this is probably why Kevin Garnett's number is not up there in the Raptors in Minnesota. Because when he left Minnesota, he said, quote, Glenn Taylor doesn't know shit about basketball. That's right. And when you say you're the owner, not your owner, the owner of a franchise for which you were one of the greatest players in its history, and you wore number 21 up there, and they don't put your number up, but then you say the guy doesn't know shit about basketball, chances are until they sell the team or this guy Glenn Taylor is embarrassed further, he won't put his number up in the rafters. No. How stupid is that? You should be spiteful and just retire Tom Gugliotta's number up there. <laughs> got to retire somebody. If you're going to retire anybody from the Timberwolves, who are you going to retire? You can't retire Carl Anthony Towns. He's still playing for you, right? Who? Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns. Towns. You can't retire Wiggins, who just went to Golden State. You're not going to retire Wally Zerbiak, are you? I don't know, man. He had, the, he had those awesome fire. Uh, those. Remember he had those barbed wire tattoos? Yeah, Terrell Brandon sucks. Sam Cassell. Ricky Rubio, you're not going to retire How about Rubio. Stephon Marbury, man? Steph. No. Didn't, uh... Star- he had the Starberries. He went yeah, to China. Say, didn't he get retired by that name of that shoot? What's the name of that store? Uh, Barry's? Yeah, uh, he, that's where they sold the, uh, the Dave and Barry's. Dave and Barry's. Uh, Dave and Barry stole the Starberries. You're going re- to retire uh, Isaiah Ryder, former dunk champ. Kevin Love? Now, Hoop Circle Podcast says they brought him back last year or two, and he is retired well, he retired as a member of the Timberwolves. Yes. That's obviously because he played most of his career there. He played 21 years, only six in Boston, the rest in Minnesota. So he, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, he will be a Minnesota Timberwolf, even though he didn't win a championship in Minnesota. But when it comes to retiring numbers, how was he retired as a, he retired as a Minnesota Timberwolf, but they don't have his number up in the rafters? Remember, you can't, you can't put him in with the Minneapolis Lakers. No, you can't do because that. Because the Lakers moved to L.A., so they got a new team. But look, for example, Charlotte, a lot of the records of the Charlotte Hornets were retired 
as as the uh, what was the original Charlotte team? In other words, there were two t- different franchises that played in one city. Correct. And when one franchise the Bobcats dissolved, and the Hornets. Right. So Bobcat will uh, Bobcat well, Hornets will, first, then Bobcats right. and Hornets again. Exactly. So the Hornets moved. Right. Yes, they went to New Orleans. They went to the New Orleans Hornets. So New Orleans players who were played for the Hornets, they would set Hornets records, not New Orleans jazz records. So that's the complicated part of it. It's like Chris Paul when he was there. He was a Charlotte Hornet. He was a Charlotte Hornet is what he was. Yeah, but my point is, if there's anybody who belongs in the Minnesota Timberwolves rafters for a number being retired, Kevin Garnett. He's, I, I, I just gave you the list. Give I mean, me the other greatest players in their franchise history. Here you go. I mean, we mentioned Tom Gugliotta, Wally Zerbiak, Terrell Brandon, okay player. Sam Cassell. Cassell might make the Hall of Fame. Ricky Rubio. Again, he's still playing. Sam Mitchell. Stephen Barry. I said David Barry. Yeah, Stephen Barry was Thank the you. place that showed the knockoff college jerseys and yep. the Starberries. Stephon Marbury, Isaiah Ryder, Kevin Love. Kevin Love's not getting retired there. Al Jefferson. Retire Al Jefferson's number. Latrell Sprewell. Well, he did. The, he is the best choked player and uh, the best choking player in the NBA history. Tony Campbell, Doug West, Pooh Richardson, great name, Troy Hudson, and Randy Foy. A virtual hoo-hoo of who the F is that guy mostly. So, no, you're not going to retire any of those guys. Kevin Garnett is number one, heads and shoulders above everyone else. He's the only number that should be retired by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, that's my point. I mean, again, the Celtics, you can argue that if you want. But the fact that the Minnesota Timberwolves and Glenn Taylor, who also owns other properties, he owns the newspaper, he owns the Minnesota Star Tribune, and now you saw the Minnesota hockey team, the Wild, fired their coach today. Yeah, saw that. Yep, I saw that come up on my phone. So I think pretty much every coach in the NHL has been fired this year. And replace, except if the, the Flyers hired a new coach at the beginning of the year, and he's still there. But how many teams have fired coaches already in the NHL? It's unbelievable what's happening this year there. Burton Gus says, Celts just want to have a ceremony, so they used Luigi's randomization. They picked Eric Montross first, but threw his number back. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. That's unbelievable, man. The randomization is a sensation sweeping the nation. Yes, it really is. Anyway, that's enough about the NBA. Do you want to watch the All-Star stuff? Go ahead and I'm watch I'm going to it. watch a three-point contest, Tony, because I have to. I just have to. I've watched it as a I kid. I don't. I loved it. I love it through. It's still all about skill. The dunk contest, again, as great as it used to be, as it once was, I just can't get into it anymore, man. I just can't get into it. And the All-Star game itself, there's a complete joke. That I will not watch. Well, now they have a new format. Did you see this? Where you pick the teams. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But now, apparently, in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. there's like the fourth quarter is going to be different. They're gonna, it's going to be like it's, they start from scratch again. I was trying to understand it this morning, but it makes no sense. That was your NBA minute. <laughs> Even the Clippers hung V. Stiviano's visor from the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> that is great Viv Stiviano knowledge right there, ladies and gentlemen. That is deep inside NBA owner Fumad action I right there. I have a joke about that. It's racist <laughs> as hell. It's racist as hell. Well, we don't do racist don't stuff do, on this yeah. show. I, know, I don't know if I can say it. but You I'm cannot. Off air, I will tell you this joke, and it is absolutely flipping. That's ass. racist. It's racist for white people and black people. It's hilarious. As long as it's racist for white people, because you can do that. It's hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> for people who don't know who Viv Stiviano is, do you know who that name, Robin? Yes, it was the chick that uh, was uh, banging the owner, was banging what's his face, the guy who Sterling, owned the clip, David Sterling, Sterling, and then she, uh, somebody paid her to go get the guy out of there because he was a slum lord, even though the slums that he had were the uh, buildings on Wilshire Boulevard in the Miracle Mile. So the guy was a billionaire, David Sterling. He owned the Clippers forever, right? He was a typical rich douchebag. You know, chicks, even though he was an old rich douchebag, 
hot chicks would go after him because he's a rich guy. Right. It doesn't matter what you look like or what you do. You're an old, rich, white guy. You get action. You're going to get chicks. It's the way it is, man. Donald Sterling obviously was Great stupid. Cash, homie. Obviously was from another era where he would say stupid stuff. So this chick basically buries him, and then the NBA forces him to sell a team. I don't have a problem with that. Yep. Gold diggers. Yeah. I ain't saying she... I ain't saying she yeah, yeah, a gold I, digger. I ain't saying. Because she ain't going with no broke NBA loser. And what time are we going to have, JR? At 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. Yes, so coming up here in just a few minutes. And then we'll talk, uh, we'll get the latest in Houston. Hello. Hello. With my boy Sean Salisbury from uh, Sports Talk 790. He went through his first morning show post, because he does 6 to 10 in uh-huh. Houston. And yesterday the Astros had their news conference and everybody's ripping them. So I want to hear what the what the word is in Houston because he he obviously is on the air in Houston. So he's hearing from the fans. We're hearing from all the writers and everybody who does talk shows on what they thought of the Astros' supposed apology. I want to hear what the fans are saying about going to the games and whether or not the apology was acceptable to the local people who are the ones who are going to be going to Minute Maid Park to watch the Astros play or whether they're going to walk away from it. So we're going to have that coming up in the next hour. Plus, we'll have an XFL preview. This is. We will release the Stone Cold Guaranteed Lead Pipe Stone Cold XFL Locks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the XFL. Was, was get rid of all the WWE gimmick crap that they had involved in the original XFL, and pff, boom, there you have it. We got the New York Guardians at the D.C. Defenders. This is the game of the year in the we XFL. The we got the numbers? Yes, your D.C. Defenders, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the New York Guardians. Right now, you got to say, they're the two best-looking teams in the national in I'll the XFL. Wa- we say Washington's getting, getting five-and-a-half? No, they're laying five-and-a-half at home. I'll take the skins. The Guardians, whatever the hell it is. Skins. Yeah, the Guardians are the New York team. I'll take the, the, the Washington D.C. Team. Defenders. That's Washington, D.C. Def- I will take the D.C. Defenders. You're going to lay the five and a half? Absolutely. I'll and watch. then the surprisingly inept Tampa Bay Vipers featuring our good buddy Colin Thompson. Are they favored? N- yeah, they're actually in Seattle. They well, lost. Seattle stinks out loud. Yeah, but so did the Vipers. Did you watch that game? Did you yeah, watch I, Adam Murray? Aaron I Murray? I did. The oh, Vipers. Vipers go on the road at 0-1 to Seattle where Jim Zorn, the coach, didn't even realize that they were actually televising and making the play calls live. Did you see that? Yes. Nobody told him that they were. <laughs> He's covered his mouth the whole I know. time. I loved it. It so was anyway, great. So Jim Zorn and his Seattle, whatever the hell they are, are two-point dogs at home. So you got two, un- two winless teams, the Vipers and Seattle, and they are two-point favorites. You're Tampa Bay Vipers. Who do, you, do you like the live dog there? Uh, take no, Seattle no, no, with the no. Two points take, I say Tampa Bay gets right in Seattle. Remember, Tampa Bay scored three points last week. They lost 23-3 to to the New York Guardians. Sorry, they'll get it under control. No, I know. I'm not going to say they're going to get blown out, but this is a team that hasn't even scored a touchdown, and now they're a favorite on the and road. And what's that tell you? That tells you you take the Vipers. That tells you. Take Remember, the they're going all the way from Tampa, all the way to and the Pacific and, Northwest. And they're still favored after getting boat raced last week, and now having to take the long trek from east to west. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that's right to left if you're scoring at home. Exactly. <laughs> you have to sit there. You got to figure. You know, I, that that's the Tampa Bay line, man. Got to go Vipers, brother. I think then on right. Sunday, you got Dallas at Los Angeles. Two of the worst looking offenses we saw in the first week. Both teams. 
looking for a victory. You're Dallas Renegades, minus three and a half, Luigi. Yeah, I think I'm going to lay Dallas. But they're in Los Angeles. Los Angeles? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Angeles. And anyway, finally, you got the St. Louis, uh, whatever the hell they're called, <laughs> against the, uh, the Houston. No, the St. Louis Battlehawks. I think they're the St. Louis Battlehawks. Against the Houston uh, Hellos. Houston, hello. St. Louis, whatever the hell. Tony Bruno. Yes. We have. Hockey action. Yo. Hockey action, yo. How do we have hockey action? It's JR's. All right, JR's on oh, the phone. Oh, that hockey action. <laughs> Wait, let me play this for him as we bring him in. <laughs> he wasn't singing Gloria last year when the St. Louis Blues were winning a championship. Old friend of the show, guy we've known for a long, long time, and uh, glad that we can get him back on here. We've seen him so many times, whether it's Tahoe, whether it's uh, here in Philly at Moonshine, where we uh, were breaking bread with him the last time he was in town. All over the place. Jeremy Roenick, JR, thanks for popping on, brother. Appreciate it. What's going on, Tony? And yes, I was singing Gloria last year, and I had to because NBC made me. So <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> oh, come on, you had to be happy for the Blues fans. I mean, they had never I, won a cup. I was very happy. I will tell you this, and playing in Chicago or St. Louis was one of our huge rivals. You know, for, to never win a cup, knowing how great their fans are, and I will tell you this, going around the, the arena and being outside with the fans when they were partying and getting ready for the games, you know, it's easy for fans to be really mean and say a lot of bad things, uh, you know, to, with their arch-rival ex-teammates. Ex I didn't have one bad thing said to me by one fan. They were the most gracious, one of the most uh, classy group of fans that I've ever been around, and they deserve, they deserve a championship. It was great. And here in Philly, as you know, the story about Gloria starting at the local bar from the Mummers guys. That's right. And then the, the right. Blues players were here in town, and you obviously played here and know how the Philly fans are on the reputation. But the Philly fans, uh, we were there during the Stanley Cup run. All these St. Louis fans were coming from all over the country, from St. Louis Anywhere in the area, they were hanging out at this bar, and all the Flyer fans were embracing them because they wanted to see them win too. So fans who recognized long-suffering fan bases, no matter how rough the fans may be and how diehard they are, you got to feel good. Like, I felt good when the Red Sox finally won a World Series, believe it or not. And I, so when I see a team that goes forever, like St. Louis, you know, part of the expansion of the Flyers era, win a Stanley Cup, and Craig Berube, a great guy who was here for a long time, you got to feel good for them. Yeah, you know what? It was, and, and speaking of, you know, seeing St. Louis win, and then seeing Kansas City win, and Andy Reid winning a Super Bowl was—I don't know about you, but there's another great Philly coach that uh, has been just shut out. That I think a lot of people are happy that all of his hard work finally paid off. Now, Jr., you know, obviously the big story is that you released it on your Twitter feed, on your Instagram, when you said, uh, I, "What was the term you had? You had a two-word thing when you posted your video the other day." What a joke. Three words. What a joke. And then you gave what a little a comment on there. And now people are talking. I know you talked to TMZ yesterday. And there's a lot of people who are on both sides of this issue. You know, you can't go sure. on a podcast anymore and say anything. Here's the thing. There's, I'll, I'll give you my take on it. I, not because I know you and like you and understand how great you are with people and how long you, you've been a great player, a great broadcaster, and the whole thing that happened. You go on a podcast, and you're talking about people that you know. It's not like you're in a bar and you, you meet a woman, and your wife's with you, and then you try to hit on the other woman and try to get her to go home with you. A lot of people do that. Some people go out looking for it. But you work with this T Catherine Tappan. You work with all the people around NBC on the hockey coverage for years, 
and then you go on a podcast spitting chiclets and are asked questions about it, and then you start talking about it, and then the best part of it, and I saw the story, they didn't even say anything for how long after you were on that podcast. Nobody was saying anything. See, this is the problem, Tony. People don't know the story. They didn't listen to the podcast. They didn't hear what I said, how I said it, and, um, and kind of the, the tone and the reference that I said it in. Now, first of all, you're right. It was, you know, Catherine Tappan is one of mine and my wife's best friends, okay? We, we, we've traveled together, and, you know, in the summer, we are very good friends. And we, all three of us joke about the, what it looks like in a situation. Listen, if I walk in the room with two beautiful women, people are going to ask questions. Exactly. What's going on? It's only natural. They're going to wonder what's going on. So, listen, I told a story about what it was like for us when we were on vacation. And, by the way, my wife was there. Like, and I didn't, I didn't harass anybody. I didn't ask anybody for anything. I didn't um, make any advances on anyone. Uh, there was no physical contact. It was all on a racy podcast, obviously. And you get very comfortable telling stories, like when you're in the locker room with the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, this is a very story uh, storytelling laden uh, podcast. And I and I will tell you this: um, Catherine, myself, and Tracy feel very are, are very close, and we. We feel comfortable in, in those kind of conversations. We laugh, we joke. Um, you know, even Catherine, even Catherine at one time has joked many times about it. So, so my problem is the people that are yelling and screaming don't know the story. They don't know the story behind the story. They didn't listen to the podcast. And granted, there's no question. You know, I you know I made it. May, might have gone a little bit too far and put, you know, Catherine and, and Tracy, my wife, and just in an uncomfortable, you know, scenario. But at the time, I mean, I didn't think there was anything wrong because this is something that we do quite often, to tell you the truth. So that being said, nothing on social media, about two or three days afterwards, spitting chiclets didn't have any positive, um, positive comments about the podcast. Nothing on my social media about what something inappropriate. The one person that had a problem with it was Sam Flood, my boss at NBC, and he didn't he didn't need to chastise me by throwing it out to public by having a press release. Catherine Tappan did not want a press release. She didn't want her name thrown out there into the public with something like this, and you know Sam did it anyway. He threw it out there anyway. He disrespected Catherine's wishes, and that's that's really unfortunate. And and by the way, there are a lot of people out there. There are a lot of women out there who have really been affected by sexual harassment or or any sort of um, you know sexual misconduct that are scarred and can't minimize that. And un- unfortunately, I was the sacrificial lamb for NBC for a lot of the bad bad people or the people that have done bad things that have rolled through NBC that, A, have um, has been kind of swept under the rug, gotten away with. And to tell you the truth, um, some people that are still there that have had massively 
massively bad things that they have done in the past, and I am not. So to me, in my opinion, this is a this is a HR PR stunt that they needed, and I'm the sacrificial lamb for it. I've apologized. This is one thing also, Tony, I know I'm talking a lot, but I, I read all the social media, and a lot of social media, they're saying, well, you didn't even apologize, you didn't apologize. Let me tell you something. Get your facts straight. Right away, but after I got suspended, I apologized to Catherine Tappan, to her family, to Anson Carter, to Patrick Sharp, to NBC, and then I did it publicly in early January on my Twitter and on my Facebook, I did a public apology and on my Instagram. So, you know, people start yelling and screaming and apologize. I did everything right by the book after I got after I got suspended and will continue to. But it just frustrates me to no end that NBC made me the sacrificial lamb and get the PR that they desperately needed. But I, I think you will see some things come out in the next couple months that, uh, you know, that I don't think is going to be is going to look very good on some of the things that they decide they that is okay to accept, and some things that they don't feel is okay to accept. It's it's really it's really unfortunate because I really enjoyed being on television and 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 having that platform at NBC to share my love and passion for the game and you know, try to be entertaining and try to be honest. I'm telling you, nobody nobody has been as blatantly honest and, and, and gone after teams or gone after players harder than I have because they deserved it and not afraid of the backlash. And I think the fans deserve that. Absolutely. I mean, we I know so many fans who say that it's because of you that they have truly felt like they enjoy watching hockey uh, on TV. Because I've never really appreciated hockey until I went to see it in person. But listening to you, I was able to bring that joy of what I felt like. Oh, in... you're so sweet. I mean, I'm serious. And, and here's another thing. By the uh, way, you can hit on her. It's okay with me now. <laughs> 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 well, we've hung out in Tahoe yes. together. You, you, know, you, your wife, Robin, and oh, I in Tahoe. Hey, by the way, Tony, they banned me from Tahoe too. No so, way! Unbelievable. Oh yeah, I've, I've been going. I've been going there 20, 26 years. Only three players have gone more than me: Jim McMahon, uh, Jack Wagner, and Joe Theismann. Those are the only two guys that have been there longer than me. And and you know, John Miller from from NBC um, is banning me from Tahoe now because wow. because of wow. Uh, well, you know, and Jeremy, here's the irony of the situation. Isn't that isn't Joke. It's it an is. absolute <laughs> joke. It's an embarrassment for NBC and Comcast. And and here's the irony of the situation, Jeremy, is that if if Tony and I, if we had been in that sa- same situation, and Tony had been the one making those comments, because I am bisexual, and openly so, we would have gotten a pass. Because then, because then it would have been if anybody had tried to criticize Tony for you know bringing it up or making a situation if they didn't understand that it was a freaking joke in the first place, then they would have said, "Oh, they're criticizing Robin being bisexual." And it's wait a minute, you're bisexual, Robin? (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, this is breaking news. But, I mean, this selective morality is just insane. The PC culture is insane. And I did not realize that um, your boss 
actually broke the new or made it a big deal without getting permission from Catherine to this, make Robin? it public. How about, this, Robin? How about this? How about this? He suspended me on the 23rd of December, right before Christmas. Okay, 23rd of December, and then two hours after he suspended me, all of a sudden I start seeing I start seeing all the press releases that you know Jeremy Rohn's been suspended. Jeremy Rohn's been suspended, and I'm like, how did this get out? Because no, no, we did not know that they were going to make it public, that they were going to do a press release, right? We didn't know. Wow. He didn't even take, have the courtesy to tell me that they were going to make, that they were going to do a press release. So I got sideswiped, and I didn't even get to, uh, to call my lawyers to have them prepare for it. Catherine didn't want it to be yeah. out there. And by the way, other people in NBC that have gotten things, that have done things like a lot worse than what I did, that got got that got chastised by NBC or, or suspended. It went quiet. It went underneath. They didn't make press releases. They protected them. They didn't make it public. They just said, you know, we're just going to suspend you for a, a couple weeks without pay, and you come back in a couple weeks. There was no no public um, or media release to, to, to they 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 protected them. They didn't protect me. And I'll tell you, you know what's even crazier? This and this, this and this really drove me crazy. So the reason that my boss Sam Flood told me that I that they're not bringing me back, it, it, I said, "Well, did you ask Catherine? She wants me back. Did you ask Anson Carter? He wants me back. Patrick Sharp? He wants me back. And by the way, how about the millions of Twitter uh, Twitter people that are?" Asking for me to come back, that want me to come back. You're seeing it on your, uh, you know, on your feed. Sam Flood says to me, "They don't matter. They don't matter. So they don't matter when you're when you're trying to protect Catherine Tappen." She he said that it's it's all the people that work in the studio. I can't bring you back into the studio because of the people that work in the studio. I'm like, are you kidding me? You, you can't so bring ridiculous. me back to put me on television. Put me on television for everybody that wants to be back because of the people that work in the studio. Now, let me tell you something. There are about 10, 15, 20 people at, at NBC that work in there that, I, that, I, that love me and, and emailed me and text me apologizing that this is happening. Hope you come back soon. Can't wait till you come back. So, listen, he wanted to, I think he wanted me out you know, I was about ready to sign a new contract after this year. This is my last year. You know, this is, I think this is, like I said, good PR. I'm their sacrificial lamb. Um, I wasn't going to go back there. They didn't want to sign me back again next year. I, I think it was just convenient for them because that's just a horse shit reason not to bring me back, to tell you the truth. No, I, to I, I totally agree with you, Jerry. And the bottom bad. line is this. I feel bad. No, you're right. But, you know, I, I, I got all these comments on Twitter. You know, hey, Tony, you know, he worked for a company, and you can't go on and rip. You weren't ripping the company when you were. You were having fun as an employee of a company. You understand that. I understand it. You know, I was on radio for 50 years, you know, with no scripts and saying things a lot of times. And when you're having fun, and now in the world of podcasts, as you pointed out, there are things being said on podcasts every single day. A big-name podcast. Ch Spitting Chicklets is a big-time podcast. It's not some little huge. guy in a basement. It's huge. It's one of the top ten podcasts in sports, and it's a hockey podcast. Listen, listen, listen to this hypocrisy. So Sam Flood says to me all the time he hates spitting chicklets. Can't stand it. 
He cannot stand Paul Bissonette and Ryan Whitney. Can't stand them. You should hear the, the names that he calls them because he can't stand the vulgarity sometimes of their podcast or what they say. And he calls it a, tra- a, a trash, you know, a trash podcast or whatever. He's, he's named it. He's called it a bunch of things, right? But all of a sudden, then you turn on NBC and you have a new Amsterdam vodka commercial. And who are the two guys on it? My buddies, Bissonette and Whitney. So the guys that he's yelling and screaming at saying that are trash and, and vulgar and a no good and bad guy and, you know, bad guys, he has them all over NBC doing commercials. Oh, of course, because if, if you want money, it's for the money. We're gonna, we'll do it. It's, the, the hypocrisy is un, it's unbelievable. Well, we have <laughs> no. a guy in here, Luigi, who works with us. You met him. He actually, you actually delivered. Uh, you delivered. Uh, I delivered crutches to his son. Many, many moons ago. When he was in Philadelphia. He was was living out in Huntington Valley, yeah. And we allow him in the studio, and he's a bad guy, but we allow him (laughs) in here, you know? Every now and again, again I say something (laughs) funny. There's the hypocrisy, Jeremy. There it is, right there. That's so good. Well, listen, let me tell you, let me give you one more more thing that really bugged me. So I told you I got suspended on December 23rd. That same night, the same night that I got suspended for telling telling a true story, telling a true story, and obviously, you know, um, you know, I'm sorry that I got Catherine, you know, and my wife, you know, brought into this, but they, at the time, they didn't have a problem with it. But um, I got suspended on the 23rd. So that night, Catherine Tappan, Patrick Sharp, and Anson Carter are on the set for a game in Boston. Okay? The first segment, the first segment, Tony, that they do as the show opens is they celebrate. Catherine Tappan says on air, we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of Mike Milbury going up into the stands in Madison Square Garden and beating the guy with his own shoe. Wow. Beating well, that, a guy. That was great. Oh that was God. fun, though. I mean, you remember those days, and I remember oh, it. We no, laugh no, about no it. Question. Tony, uh, Tony, of course it's fun, but if we're going to be really nitpicky about what, we're, what we want on our air, how about promoting, uh, promoting workplace violence? Workplace violence. <laughs> Mike Milbury beating a guy in the stands with his own shoe. But I can't tell a story, a real true story. On a podcast that's not on national television that people choose to listen to. If you're watching a hockey game, you turn it on the pregame show, people say stuff. Like at TNT, Charles and Shaq say stuff that's provocative. But, you know, that's, that's over the air. On podcasts, Shaq has a podcast. Pretty much everybody has a podcast now. And when you do a podcast, you're a little more loosey-goosey. It's not like you're calling your boss Hitler. You're having fun. That's the part I don't get, and you're right about the hypocrisy. Because I know a lot of people hypocrisy. at NBC that are absolutely should not even be allowed to be a, get a, as a tour in a studio, but still have national shows. That's the problem that I have with it. It's um, it's uh, it's truly unbelievable. But like I said, I'm sorry it happened. Um, you know, I'm sorry that that uh, you know that it's gotten to the point that it has. It didn't need to get to be this way. I, I already told you why I think it happened. Um, you know, I, I thank all the fans for allowing me into their homes to let me, you know, just share my love for the game, and I'm sure I'm going to do it again. Um, you know, it's been difficult. I, f- I feel bad. I really feel bad for Catherine. You know, I, I've apologized to her many times, and, you know, she got dragged into this, and, you know, she, you know, she, had, to, she had to make a statement. Yeah, I was um, going to ask about that, yeah. because the statement said that she, it, it made her feel uncomfortable and to a lay person who doesn't know the the whole story, they're like, oh, well, see, it made her feel uncomfortable. 
but from well, what I it, will tell you, I will, I will tell you this. I, I'm not, I, I can't, I can't speak for Catherine right now and I'm not going to, it's too early. It, there is, there is something 100% that I know for sure behind the statement. I talked to her an, an hour before the statement and she was, she, she, she was just, she was just rattled. She was rattled and she didn't want to do it, but there's something behind it. And she is, she's one of the best ladies on the planet. She's one of the best women in sports. Her, she's so professional. And this is what I said on the podcast too. I, I, I think she's the, she's one of the most prepared and she does her job as well as any woman on television. And, you know, it's just too bad that, that she's in it. Uh, you know, Obviously, I'm going to take responsibility for that. Um, I hope and hope and hope that it, you know, people start leaving her alone because she is the most professional and one of the best people in the job and a very, very good friend of mine. And um, my wife and I love her to death. And she just needs, she deserves to be left alone and let her do the, the great job that she does every single night on NBC. She is the greatest. Well, Jerry, I said it yesterday because of a situation that Tony had a couple, you know, many years ago, which I call Twittergate, when he said something. I never and, said anything on the uh, air. No, I did I a know, stupid tweet, and but, I got punished for but, it severely. Um, the, the corporate law lawyers got involved, and they gave an edict to Tony what he was allowed to say and where he was not allowed to go on. He wasn't allowed to defend himself. He wasn't allowed to say anything. And so I said yesterday, reading the – because we knew that you guys were such great friends that I said, I bet you anything that she didn't have a lot of choice in the quote-unquote statement that was put out. That was my opinion, but uh, – That's the um – you, if you can't you're, reply to that, you're, you're, that's you're, fine. But. You're, 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 you're a very smart woman. You're a very smart woman. Why, thank you. Because that's what some of the detractors who are still on Twitter say, but she never actually had his back. I mean, she never said anything. She, you know, she, she, she said that the, she was not happy yeah, with yeah. it or whatever. Hey, listen, listen. Her statement didn't help me at all. Let's, let's, let's be serious. Right. It did, not help. it did not help me at all. But she, she, she has my back all the time and always has and I will have her back all the time. I, I, I just want people to leave her alone and um, you know, she's like I said, she's the, one of the most professional women in sports and uh, she deserves to be treated with respect and you know, I took it too far. I, I put her in this situation and you know, um, by telling the story, by being comfortable you know, in that in that relationship and you know, I gotta be better. There's no question. I gotta be smarter about, you know, people's surroundings and feelings and you know whether it is the me too or or you know i think everybody does but still there's there's a place there's a time and place for everything and when you're on a racy podcast and podcasts like spit and chicklets and you talk about people that you're very comfortable with it's easy to get to get carried away and that's just what happened but i i do say please anybody that listens to this you know know your facts first yeah go, go listen to the go listen to the podcast please you know no, no, I didn't. I didn't touch anyone. I didn't harass anyone. Didn't ask anyone for anything. Didn't you know? Wasn't explicit in any re in any way. It was just it's and you know people want to throw around misogynists. You know they throw around you know Harvey Weinstein. I mean this. Listen, there is there is such a huge, huge, huge monster, monumental gap between you know actual sexual predators, actual sexual harassment. And what I did by just telling a funny story 
uh, on a podcast. So, so get your facts straight before you start yelling at people on the on or screaming and yelling and throwing daggers on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram because you're just you're just making a fool of yourself. Not not of me. Well, Last thing getting... I got to ask is about uh, blacklisting because you know when somebody, for example, we talked about this. Yes, Jim Carrey just did an interview with a young reporter about the movie. Uh, that, that's out this weekend. Sonic. Sonic, and then at the end, he said, she said, what was something that you want to do? And he wrote, he said, what you. was the question now? She, she asked, Wait a minute. Uh, turn Luigi's yeah. mic on. She asked, she said, Jim, you've done so many things. What's left on the bucket list for you to do? And he looked her right in the face. He said, just you. You know, and just so that's you. a joke, But he right? said it, but he had, he had the Jim Carrey, like, mocking little face on. Like, he was just being right. Jim Carrey. He was being completely silly. She laughed it off the entire time. She didn't tweet anything about it. She didn't say anything of about it. Of course not. She didn't take offense to it kind of a thing, but others did. Well, you know why? Others and, and, you know, and you know this, JR, better than anybody, because a lot of people don't like Jim Carrey because of his politics, and so they're going to say he should be canceled. And then the people who like him saying, oh, there's no big deal. You know, he just said, oh, I want to do you. So that's the world we live in now. You, if you don't like somebody or you don't like their politics, that determines on whether or not you should be punished or given a pass. That's how it's working right now. There's absolutely okay. no doubt about that. Do, do you want do you want to hear do you want to hear my kind of my I, my re, our world is so messed up right now. It's so it's so divided and the animosity and it's 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 so crazy. But we we I think Twitter and um, I think Twitter is the main is the main reason why everybody. And why this hatred is going around? You know, there are always idiots in the world, Tony. There are always idiots. There are always people that were mad. There are always people that were jealous. We just really didn't know who they were. They're all around us, right? All of a sudden, boom! Bring Twitter on board, and all of a sudden, now you have a faceless platform where you can just write anything and not be accountable for it, and throw mean insults at people. And guess what? The other people who like to throw mean insults also. They see that other people like it, that other people are doing it. So they, it's a platform for the idiots to meet that only want to do is yell and scream and make people feel terrible and yell mean insults and, and try to bring people down. Now they all met each other. I'm and sorry. Now they all own platform. And any platform that, that allows you to do this being nameless and faceless is yeah. nothing more than a, than a platform for cowards. That's all it really is. That's all it really it's, is. It's true. Because but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You should it's see just, these people. You, you, know, go, you know people that are on Facebook and are on Twitter. And you go to their Twitter page, and it's just some random name with some random photo. You go on Facebook, and it's their professional life, right? right? But they don't cross those yeah. two worlds, right? They're allowed to be whoever they want to be on Twitter. But you can't – like, if your mother knew you had a Twitter page and she saw it was on there, my God. I know, right? It's, it's really too bad. I mean, I, I – I, I just wish there was more respect for people. There was more love for people, doing nice things for people. Because listen, there, you know, Twitter is there also with, you know, for news and and saying some good things. But uh, also, also, I don't know if I can swear on the on, on yes, this you or can. not. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Twitter, Twitter's where assholes, assholes meet assholes, and and try to make everybody feel bad. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't need that in our world. And you know, it's too much. There's too much hatred in this world, and it, we we got to get back to respecting and loving each other more than than 
just trying to bring people down. That was way too mild. I was expecting some real <laughs> yeah, serious shit there. Well, you hold know? on a second. Jeremy, this is... You'll assholes appreciate- and assholes. I mean, we're surrounded by assholes. <laughs> you'll, pre- you'll appreciate this. this uh, one of the Twitch followers here, Captain Russell Ha, says, there needs to be a Twitter meeting place where you can wear your tweet on a shirt and see who has the balls to come up and be rude to your face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, hey... <laughs> Listen. Then, then the fights break out. Then it gets even worse. You know, it's yeah. um, it's it's just it's too bad. It really is. It but is. I really appreciate you guys letting me come on and just uh, you know, no problem, a little man. Bit. Anytime. Um, Last thing I want to ask you because you know I, I talked about blacklisting because people are you do you feel that like nobody's going to hire you now in the world of hockey? We saw what happened up at Hockey Night in Canada with Don Cherry banished from the yeah. airwaves. Do you think that you're a marked man like Don Cherry? Do you think that you'll no, get another all. opportunity working in not for a all. network or an no. NHL team? No, not at all. Uh, actually, I've, I've already been contacted by a couple entities of uh, possibly doing doing some work. So, um, no, I think I think most people, uh, you know, that have some sort of, of, of common sense, most people have some sort of common sense, which, by the way, has kind of left the building, left the world also. Common sense is a very rare thing. But um, they know that, that what I said wasn't, you know, wasn't awful, I think. You know, they know who I am, and, you know, whether I start my own show, my own platform, I know there's a lot of platforms out there. Um, you know, I've always been honest. I've always been forthright, and I've been entertaining, so... No, I, I I will be back, and I will be back better than ever and bigger than ever, and as and be able to be me, and not be muzzled like I was in NBC. And for, you know, might 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 take a little while, but I have things in the works right now that I'm working on right now that, um, when they get going, should be a lot of fun. But no, I I, I do not think I'll be blackballed whatsoever. I'll be blackballed by probably a bunch of women's groups and all that. And, you know, some of the. Lefty, lefty liberals out in California that aren't going to like me, but they were my audience anyway. <laughs> Jr. Ladies, I know one thing he's working on: TPC at Scottsdale and Talking Stick and all the other great tracks out there in the desert. I'm actually, I'm actually at Fire Rock right now, getting ready to go out. So, <laughs> <laughs> how did you do yesterday at TPC Scottsdale? We were talking about it off the air about the 16th hole there, which is the greatest hole in all of golf. It is, it, especially during that tournament. There's no better, no better hole than that. Um, I played well. I shot 74. Had a good round. Um, I've, I have a lot of time to practice right now, so that's a good thing. <laughs> well, let us know when you're back in Philly. Uh, I love Philly, but I, I love the fans of Philly. Every time I see a Philly fan, I give them a hug. Seems like I see them everywhere I go. So, I love you guys all. Thank you. Thank you, Jr. Jr. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you coming on, man. See you soon, I hope. There he is, Jeremy Roenick. All the questions asked, all the questions answered, all the answers questioned, which is what people do in this world, Luigi. And it's an absolute outrage. Uh, I didn't get a chance to give him any love for NHL 97, man. He was the GOAT. He was the GOAT. GOAT. (laughs) And we still have this one guy, Lance Berger, on Twitter, says, I did see he apologized, so what he did... Uh, he needed to do what he did. Because earlier he was saying, Jeremy didn't even apologize. He basically, and again, I'm not going to try to rip this guy and call him out. He has a right to his opinion. But when people suggest he never apologized, Catherine Tappan really didn't want him back, and all of these things that they just make up without any basis of fact to draw a conclusion. As he said, and as so many coaches have said, get your facts straight. Yep, that's Coach Calhoun. That was Jim Calhoun when he said it at UConn many years ago. 
So get your facts straight. Get some facts and come back and see me. That was the most important thing. Yeah, get some facts and come back and see me. But there was another one where you said, get your facts straight. So get your facts straight. I don't have it. It's, only, it's on the old board. It's an outrage. It is an outrage, Tony. So there you hear it. So we got a chance to spend almost a half an hour. We don't worry about the clock. I think it was pretty thorough. You've heard it. You can believe him or not. I'm not saying it because I know the guy a long time and I like him. I don't think there's anything not to believe. I just think he, he, he said exactly what happened. He sat down with a bunch of people that he was loose with, he was comfortable with. They did a show. It's a podcast. It's something that you listen to because you want to listen to it, not because you're forced to listen to it on national airways. And, and go, by to- the way, you can go back and listen to it. Right. This isn't some somebody's making something up. It is available to hear forever. your very own ears. It's there forever. Exactly That's the one right. thing about the podcast. You can go back and check the tape anytime you want. Damn right. We got Sean, Sean Salisbury coming on soon. Sean's going to join us here in a couple minutes from Houston. Hello. Another one of my great friends, former ESPN colleague. and guy Was he out morning. at the Super Bowl this year? Because I saw him yeah, last we year. Saw him. Yeah. yeah, he was there. He was there. He wasn't there all week, though. Every time I see Sean, he always, he always compliments me. No, he's a great guy. He always guy. compliments me every time I you see him. You talk about a guy who gets it. Yep. Sean Salisbury gets it. He had some problems in his life as well. He got issues at ESPN. But you know what he's done? Robin, when we, Robin and I did a show with him one day in Houston a couple of years ago in the afternoon. I was there. I was there. When he was talking about how he took a guy off the street, mm-hmm. a homeless dude. He and, lives with him. And moved, had him move in with him to, to straighten out this guy's life. I mean, it was one of the most amazing stories you'll ever hear. This guy was an athlete in the CFL and the NFL, USC. And here he is driving home from work and he sees a guy and he offers the guy to come in and live with him so he can get his life straightened out. He died. He lived with him for, he's still living with him, I think. Unbelievable. we got to ask that question if he's still living with him or not. It was years. It was for years he was doing that. No, I don't want to get into that stuff now. All right, well, and, of course, former Minnesota Viking great and a man who has made home, uh, actually, TV dinners the greatest of ever. Really? Salisbury steak. Oh, Salisbury, Salisbury steak. Salisbury of course, steak. Come yeah. on. I never liked Salisbury no, steak. No, me neither, man. You know, I tried it once. And, by the way, it has nothing to do with Salisbury steak. Right. They just named it after him. Robin, have you ever had Salisbury steak? What the hell is There's Salisbury steak? There's no sizzle steak? on Salisbury steak. Salisbury steak is a cheap piece of steak that has been tenderized and, like, Where'd they get the, the name cute. from? And then it's breaded and There's a Salisbury breaded? steak college. It's like, it's like a chicken cutlet, but steak. Are you sure? I thought it was like a meatloaf thing. No, with gravy on it, I think. Yeah, it, it tastes like meatloaf. It looks like meatloaf. But the, the That's texture what it does. It. And I like meatloaf, but I remember trying it once. And it was not good. Not Jim Salisbury. He's down there at e- uh, Billy's. Jim uh, tra- Salisbury. And he's having all kinds of good product down there in the Tampa Bay, Clearwater Beach area. I'm going to give me some Salisbury night. It's, it's, it's Valentine's Day. I'm having dinner alone. So I'm going to give me a little Salisbury steak. Actually. No, I don't go get that. You're going to get one of those uh, the, the, the meals? I'm going to go to the Penrose. I'm going to get a Salisbury steak. Oh, okay. Steak. You're going to get it fresh. Uh-huh. You're not going to get a TV dinner and put no. it in there. Like a lot of lonely, not that you're not lonely, a lot of single people will be doing on this thing. I ain't got the day. sand to get a TV dinner Salisbury steak. Now, what do you got? You put all the chicken in separate bags. Now, you separate the. Six- 16 pounds. It was buy one, get one, and Acme. You know how the deal are, goes. Yeah, are these all breasts or is it different chicken parts? All chicken breasts. Nothing but breasts. Boneless, skinless? Boneless, skinless, chicken breasts. Or the full breast with the, with the, with the, the, the bone full, in it. The f- no, no, no. No bone. Boneless, skinless, okay. chicken breasts. 16 because, you pounds. know, in, in the summertime, I like to get the full breast with the bone in it, and then you put it on the grill. Mm-hmm. Because then you get the char inside the chicken mm-hmm. and, the, and the lime. All That's right, the way to Tony do it. Bruno, the fabulous Sean Salisbury, is on. Just to let you know, he does have a heart out in about 10 minutes. All right, we'll get him on right here, my buddy. Sean Salisbury. Salisbury. Be nice to see our Trojans get back into it. Did you use that, the Trojans? Right, Thank you, bud. Hello, Tony. Hey, how are you? You're talking USC Trojan football while you're uh, getting ready to come on here, Sean? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the lobby of a hotel because I'm on the road training 
couple quarterbacks across the country. So I'm in Utah, actually, and a big fella just came up because I got a USC sweatshirt on. He said, how are coaches going to be this year? I said, well, if we can develop players and recruit, we'll be okay and decide how to coach each staff and the rest of the assistants. But, yeah, all's good. Tony, good to be with you, brother. And it was good to see you because I see you every at least once a year now when we go to the Super Bowl. saw you in Miami, and then we used to see you all the time in Houston. We were there like 15 times a year. And now you're back on in the mornings there, and so you have your finger on the pulse of what the Houston fans are saying, and everybody has reaction to the Astros debacle of yesterday, and people are saying it was one of the worst apology things ever. Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, was almost embarrassing. So you've had a day to uh, absorb all of that stuff and talk to people this morning. What is the reaction in Houston to this whole debacle? Will it affect the fans going out to Minute Maid Park? Will it affect anything about the way the Houston Astros play baseball this year? Sean Salisbury has mentioned he's in Utah. Did anybody? Did you ask anybody what a Ute is yet? Because that's an old joke too. And people are saying on the Twitch stream that uh, your opinion is moot now, Sean, because you cheated in the movie Bench Warmers. Uh, so I. I th- of course. <laughs> hey, hey, Tony. Listen, not everybody can give a titty twister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do it as well as I did. Okay. So yes, yes. Why not? Hey, if you ain't trying to titty twist him, you ain't trying to win, man. So yeah, that's exactly right. So. <laughs> I know cheating when I see it. I also know rock bottom when I see it. I know how to start to build steps to get out. So, yeah, man. So I'm, I'm an expert on that because the bench warmers, 
and we knew how to do it, brother. You know that. So uh, uh, the difference is the difference is fine people were laughing at. Them. They're not laughing at the Astros, so there you go. No, exactly. We're not that's... laughing at them. They ain't laughing with them. Is I guess the way I could say it. No problem. Now that's the greatest part because fans know it, and you know they saw that it's a great movie. Even Luigi likes it, and he doesn't like it. You remember Luigi? You met him down there in Houston when we oh, went yeah. to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Luigi's a local legend. I mean, he he went into uh, into some muckety mucks homes there and had like secretaries and everybody's like all over him. In Mister in Mister Gal's house, you remember that? Yes. Can you blame him? Look at him. He's only human, isn't he? And he's got a pulse, and they got a pulse. Go back to this bench warmers thing. The stuff that I brought uh, yeah, back from Houston, I didn't I want that. I tell yeah, I tell people. I say, listen, top ten grossing movie of all time, uh, baseball movie. It really is. I think at least it was a year ago. Don't, don't kid yourself. I checked because residuals keep coming in. <laughs> but the other thing, I think I got totally friggin' hosed. And I tell Sam on this, I, I got hosed. I should have been best supporting actor in a comedy role, really. And then I get my buddy saying, Sean, there was no acting to it. You, were, you played a, you know, a gay, mean coach, and you didn't have to act at all, dude. That's you, but, you know, it all is fun, my buddy. So I tell Sam, I say, the next movie, can I make out with the girl so all my buddies don't give me a hard time thinking, not that there's anything wrong with it, but that I can play another role other than that? He laughs, says, maybe one day, Salisbury, maybe one day, Salisbury. That's how he responds to me. So we'll see, my man, we'll see. I had a great time, great people making that movie. I had a blast. Now, now the other thing now, because you said this on the podcast, we just had J.R., Jeremy Roenick on, talking about his apology tour for losing his job at NBC. And now you're talking about making out with a woman in a movie. Will that get you in trouble now with your bosses no, down there in, in I, Houston? No. Now, listen, I, I, we both love J.R., and I'm sorry that happened not only to Catherine and J.R., and the whole situation there, and, you know, those are things, and those are serious things that, you know, that J.R. is going to have to go through and, and, and try to fix that. And I understand. I didn't hear what he said, but I'll go back and listen because I've known J.R. a long time, and I'm sorry everybody involved went through that in that situation. But this is a movie, and, I don't have, and I'm just telling make I don't, you know what, dude? It can be uh, Cloris Leachman. She's in a bunch of those movies with Santa. I'll, I'll make out. I don't, I, 90, 90, I'm, I'm okay. Just as long as, as Sandler you know, has me in a situation, at least I know I can pick up on a 90-year-old in a movie. So, see, mine's fake and just in a movie, so I can't get in any trouble. Trust me, Tony, I've been in my trouble in the past. <laughs> I ain't ever going back, brother. No more. I'm out, I'm out of the picture-taking business. I'm out of all that business. So, all good all the time for me. And so, if I'm going to have to do something, it'll only be a movie. I'm from that nowhere else. Are you guaranteed a role if they do another are, reboot of it? They, are they going to? You mean uh, bench warmers? Yes. You know, they had, one, they had the one that was kind of, they had a bench warmers too that really wasn't the original cast. Right, right. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't Sandler. Oh, I hope so. I think it'd be cool to come back as like, now we're grandparents and our grandkids are the ones getting bullied as opposed to, you know, I already got the script written for him. Oh, really beautiful. Call me up. Now, does Dan yeah, Patrick I, have I, to I, be I, in I every, does Dan Patrick have to be in every Adam Sandler movie? Of course he does. <laughs> yes, of course he does. And, and, he'll be in, and he'll be in this one too, but he's going to be the one getting bullied if I'm writing the script. And I'm going to put you <laughs> I'm going to put you in it, and I'm no longer going to be best supporting actor. I'm going to make sure I'm best actor in a comedy role. So, see, I'm going to ball hog all of it. But, yeah, I think it'd be, I think it'd be fun. And you know what? In truth, in truth, Tony, with Sandler, I don't, I don't know if you've had a chance to meet him. Oh, yeah, we met no him a couple better, times, yes. There you go. There's no better honorable, loyal friend than, than, than uh, Adam with, is with his people, whether it's with Dan or me or any. I mean, I'm just talking about... The guys you see, the the person, the intern, Sandler. What you think about him? 
is exactly what he is. He doesn't. He's he's a happily married man. You're not going to get him around the paparazzi. He's not going to do it. He is a phenomenal, not a good person. He's a, he's a, he put it this all that money he's printing for Sony Pictures and Happy Madison. He's a ten times better person, and he's really good at making money for movie houses. And he's such a humble, wonderful guy. And if you didn't see his most recent movie, he got. I, I think he got. No, I think he should have had an Oscar nomination. You may not have liked the movie, but the, I, I liked it. But he, he was really good in a serious role with you know with Kevin Garnett in his most recent movie. I, I love. I loved it and loved him in it, but. No, no trouble for me. If I'm getting in any trouble, it's only going to be on an acting script where I can blame it on the producer and the director for making me kiss somebody on screen. Other than that, no trouble, brother. No, and you're I doing hope, you're doing great stuff. We, we told us. And, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. I was going to say I hope in, in in the situation that you were talking about with Jr. and Catherine and I, I little know their friends. I hope that everybody comes out of this, you know, and and it, and it gets worked out because I never like to see that. I, I root for people's success and happiness. I don't root for negativity so i i hope everybody comes out of that okay i know it's a tough situation the great jeremy ronick we talked about great stories about you all the time with the homeless guy uh, jeremy ronick does uh, sean yeah. salisbury so we we're just talking about jeremy i had you back to back so sean salisbury everybody knows i know who you are and you know who i am and uh the story that you told when robin and i were down i know you got to run of the gentleman you picked up off the street a homeless guy and what you did for that man i mean if if that didn't cement your legacy as a great human being Nothing else ever will. Even all the work you're doing with these young quarterbacks, with your camp, and going around the country to work with these college kids. Tony, when you when you say that to me, first of all, you know I love you, and I'm always on. I could sit and talk sports and life and funny stories with you for hours because um, you really are people joker. You really are like when I, when, when I got into radio, everybody knew you are that man. You are that guy in radio. Before all these other guys, hot take guys, you would tell them like it was when I was playing football and going up. So I have the utmost, and it's not a kiss-ass fest. It's the truth. Special. And I've always appreciated your friendship and having me on in your honesty. And when, when you bring that up, it, it changed my life, too. Well, you know, when, when you pick somebody up on the highway on Christmas Day because you're feeling sorry for yourself because you're not going to be with your kids all day, and then you bypass him because you're feeling sorry for yourself and go back 10 miles and pick him up, and then to make a long story short, think you're going to drop him off at a hotel and give him money just because you want him to have a good Christmas. He's homeless. He walked from Missouri. And then to bring him into my home, I took him to home that night, and for 16 months, uh, or two days later, I put him in a hotel. Two days later, I picked him up. Said, "Just come over and stay at my place." And he lived with me for 16 months. He's drug free. He was reconciled. Got him reconciled with his family. Got him a job. Got him all new teeth in his head. And I had help doing it. But I, I realized what compassion's all about. And I thought, Sean, you've been through some adversity, but you've never been through adversity like guys like this. So my adversity's small, small potatoes compared to somebody who slept in a sleeping bag under a tree in 20-degree weather and had no place to go. So it was my pleasure and honor to, to pick him up. And I've got a special place for homeless, not only in this country, but for him and anybody that has to go through, you know, rock bottom. And I, as I said, when you hit rock bottom, use those rocks to build a staircase to get out. And he helped me continue to get out of that because I realized what compassion was. It meant a lot to me, and it means a lot to me you say that because of all the things I may have done in my life, being a dad, and immersing myself into trying to make a difference in somebody else's life has become my main focus, and it always will. The job, while I love, that's secondary. Making other people better than I found them is my number one priority now. Awesome stuff, man. Thank you so much, Sean. Great for com- Thanks for coming on today, buddy. Tony, you know I love you, brother, and thank you. Thanks for the laughs, as always, my friend. Thank you. The great Sean Sons. Let's put your hands together. He's up in Utah. And, yes, Luigi even knows what a U is. What is a U? Uh, it's, it's someone who covers last night. Exactly right. They did cover Am last I Mike night. On? 
Yeah, your mic's on. Okay. What is a ute, Robin? Do you know? I don't know what it is. A ute is a youth. Exactly. Well, to Joe Pesci it is. Yes. But then One there's of the great also scenes the, of all but time. there's also a uh, a colloquial Ute, right? Yeah, the the Utah team, the basketball yeah. team, they're called the Utes. But isn't it the, so? The joke is so. What is a Ute compared to a wrong way of saying youth? Correct. That's what the problem. That, I in know. the movie, what was the movie, Luigi, with Joe Pesci and uh, and of course my cousin Vinny. My cousin, my cousin Vinny, where the judge was Herman Munster. And Pesci's defending his client. He says, hey, the Utes. And we got this great quote from, too. The routine that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was his entire defense. And so the running joke is, what is a Ute? And we know what a Ute is. They covered last night. They did. In basketball. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> now we have breaking news. Yeah, we got 10 minutes left in this football auction, Tony. 10 minutes left. This is the 10-minute warning. I had, to get, I had to at least let people know you got 10 minutes left to try to win this, this football. $1,000 the highest bid. Next bid in steals it. And, uh, again, it's signed by – it's got over 20 signatures on it. It's from the Super Bowl. It's a one-of-a-kind original. The, the ball is estimated on the low end to be worth just over $2,500 on the low end. On right. the low end. And, again, it's, the value is priceless. If somebody wants this ball, I don't think they're going to get it to try to resell it. I mean, I don't care what people do with it. But the money's going to charity. That's the best part. It's going to St. Jude. So you're going to get this ball that we got signed. I bought the football. I bought the case. You don't even want your $40 back. I don't even want my $40 back. I'll take it. The $40? Sure, I could use it. I already spent it. Oh. So How am I going to get it back? Wait, wait. Did we just get a... Just give me $40. We got a new bid? We did. 856-agent. 1050 $1,050. And let the bidding begin. Well, the bidding beginning is the yeah, bidding but we're on the crunch beginning time, today. Brother. I got ten fifty. Do I hear ten sixty? That's KYW News Radio, the news center on your radio dial with news the minute you want it. Ten fifty is the top bid right now. Traffic on the twos. <laughs> Robin, you turned my machine off again now. Oh, I know mine was really low too. What's the matter with you? It's on. It's all because you were you were playing. Um, applause. Shame. No, Gloria. Shame. I pulled that down a long time ago. Shame. Why are we playing shame? I'm shaming Robin because she pulled the sound machine down and I couldn't play the Miami sound machine or any machine. So the new high bid, wait a minute. Oh, no, do I hear 1075? 1050. Clark is Bob's like, don't confuse with, with me actually saying I'm going to bid 1075. <laughs> do I hear 1075? Don't forget, this is completely write off. Like, you're, 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 not, you're not sending us a check. You're, going to, you're, the, the, you're getting a link for everything. So yes, it's going yes. straight money straight will go Jude. directly to St. Jude's Children's mm -hmm. Research Hospital. You'll get the tax write-off. You'll get the football to keep forever mm -hmm. with the case included. I feel like I'm on QVC. And also, we'll throw in maybe a little product. Right. Maybe we'll throw in some coral product. I believe we can do that. We'll even Send add a little coral bag. And some uh, BioLumiere product. Over $200 worth of retail value worth of the product alone. At no additional charge. But wait, there's but more. Wait. This is better than Barrett Jackson. No, it's not. When people are spending twenty-two <laughs> no, million not. dollars for a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the phone bid. The phone bid. All in. I was watching that the other night. I can't stop watching. There was a Ferrari on, right? One of the uh, Enzo Ferraris, mm -hmm. and there weren't that many made. Formula, formula, formula Nunzio. Formula Nunzio. Formula Guido. No. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened? 
this car is so rare. You know what the winning bid was? Well, how much was that Ferrari, Robin? The $2 red Ferrari. No, it was twenty-two million dollars. Yeah, something crazy. Was it? Was it one of the Ferraris that raced at Le Mans? No, at Le Mans? no, 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 no this wasn't. It. This was a car that was somebody's private car. It wasn't a race car. Cujo No says, "I want to bid." Well, if you do, you need to bid over ten fifty. I'll throw in. Let's see. I'm going to throw in and make it more is enticing. It throwing dinner with Tony, Miss Robin, and Luigi. I will make that dinner. Well, they would have to be here. They, so that's the problem. If somebody is uh, bidding on the ball from, you know. Uh, not Larry Ferrari. Idaho. That's a different one. That's the former organ player here at Channel 6 on Sunday mornings. We're not driving to Idaho to go to have dinner. So that's Why a little not? bit more different. What's the problem with the Idaho? <laughs> I just, I was... Idaho. Larry Ferrari. <laughs> that's what I just said. That's not the Ferrari that was sold for $22 million. By the way, I have breaking news now here oh, in the wow, late portions yes. of the program. More than 70,000 ceiling fans sold at Lowe's have been recalled because faulty blades can break and fly, all potentially injuring consumers. That blows. Now, Tony, I thought you were actually doing the breaking news. The Michael Avenatti news? No, about the uh, Jay Baumeister. Yes. Um, He has now been, he's undergoing heart surgery and is remaining in the hospital, it is much more serious than expected. Yes, if you didn't see that story the other night when it comes to uh, hockey players, he collapsed on a bench uh, of heart, and they resuscitated him quickly, got him to the hospital, and so he's still being hospitalized, and hopefully all goes well for the young player. Jay Baumeister uh, undergoing a heart procedure. So that's another recent story. That's a Dutch name, by the way. Not that he is Dutch, but he definitely has Dutch heritage. It's all Greek to me, Robert. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, there is justice in the world. No justice, no peace, Tony. Exactly right. Michael Avenatti, a guy who I snipped out the first time I ever saw him on television as a scumball, greaseball, no good, disgraciado, disanorado, figlia de botana, and all the other things you can say about a scumbag lawyer. What happened? Michael Avenatti has been found guilty on all three counts that he faced for extorting Nike for more than $20 million by threatening to expose damaging information about the company if they didn't pay him off. This guy is a real crumb creep coward. And you remember when he was uh, representing Stormy Daniels? That was his real claim to fame nationally. He was Stormy Daniels' lawyer. Right. First of all, this is one of the cases he's facing. It. Oh, absolutely. So he's already going to go to jail for a long time just for the Nike case. I mean, case. the irony that he, she hired him to sue... Trump, and now she's going to be suing him. Yeah, she, she's she got a lawsuit again. Yeah, he's got he, multiple lawsuits coming He took all the money. Up. He has screwed more people out of money than... Uh, can't think of any who screwed... Uh, uh, what's his face? The guy that's still in jail. Uh, the guy from the, uh, the, who took all the money from the Mets. and uh, Yeah, what the, the heck's his uh, name? Uh, the major scam guy. <laughs> they want him out of jail. They want him back resuscitated. He took billions of dollars. Uh, exactly. Jesus, I forget who the hell it is. Come on, Robin. The Ponzi scheme guy? Yes, in Ponzi. New York. No, 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 no not in my life. It's a diner. Ponzio's diner. Ponzios. No relation. By the way, uh, we Ninjios. have more more breaking news. Uh, speaking of baseball. By the way, creepy porn lawyer. He's a crump. Let me just say this to Michael Avenatti. He blocked me on Twitter over a year and a half <laughs> yeah. ago, and I was proud to be blocked by that scumbag. But he is a crumb creep, no good bastard. And he, I hope he rots in jail. This is the same guy, by the way. Same guy. Bernie Madoff. That's who it Bernie was. Bernie Madoff. Thank, Thank you, Bearcat. I mean, it's easy. I just saw a Bernie Madoff story the other day. The creepy porn lawyer, as he was named, 
is even worse than a creepy porn lawyer. He is a no... You're a crumb creep coward. Exactly right. He's a crumb bum, too. And he will be rotting away in jail for the rest of his life. Good. And this is a guy that the media was slurping over. Oh, he's going to be the president. He ran. He decided he was going to run for president. The only thing this guy will be running from is the guy in the next cell next to him in Sing Sing. Is Sing Sing still around? Sing Sing? Attica. Attica. Put him in Attica. Put him in Eastern State Penitentiary with the ghosts. Is Sing Sing still open? No, the I've other one's the big one out in yeah. California, Oakland. Alcatraz. Alca- no, Alcatraz. No, 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 no. The, the whole prison oh, I'm sorry. I'm... Uh, the other one, uh, you drive by it when you're going. Yeah, it's still, it's a, it's, a, it's a major. Damn it, I'll think of it in a minute. But um, we have another baseball update, Tony Bruno, that just came um, out. Toronto Blue Jays catcher. Now, we already knew. Let me play a little baseball music here now. You got baseball music? Yeah, I got baseball music. Robin? But. Robin? It's on. You're on. Leavenworth? No. no, Leavenworth is in Kansas, Leavenworth. This is not my Florida update, but it might as well be Dunedin, Florida. No, this is football music. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. my baseball. Like, what the hell Toronto are you doing? Blue Jays catcher Reese McGuire. Not Reese Davis, not Reese Hus- Hoskins. Not Reese Witherspoon. No. Reese but, McGuire. No, Reese McGuire was arrested last weekend. And I love how they say this. They don't just say, you know, he exposed himself or he exposed his penis. No. Exposure of sexual organs. How many sexual organs can a man expose? I only can count three. While I whip this out. Do they count as three or one? Are nipples? No, No, uh, men can show their nipples anywhere. It's just women that can't. But apparently the alleged incident occurred Friday afternoon, this last Friday afternoon, in a public parking lot outside a Dunedin strip mall. That's Dunedin, Robin. That is bad Tampa Bay area knowledge. Dunedin, Florida. Really? It's not Dunedin. It does not look like it should should be Dunedin. But whatever. Horrible knowledge. Dunedin strip mall. When well, that's why it was, was called a strip mall. He exactly. said, hey, oh, hello. He like, where hey. am I going to go whip? Excuse me while I whip this out at a strip mall. Excuse me while I whip this See, out. Now here, but but let me just play devil's advocate here. It could have been the situation just like what Mike happened Sorrentino? to you in, in Miami where all of a sudden he felt a bite. And he's like, oh, shit. And he pulls his pants down to see what the heck is going on. And somebody happens to see him. It could have very easily happened to you, Tony. Nah. I, when I whip it out, it's not accidental. Tony, we have two minutes left. No, it could have happened to you when we were down in Miami. And, I understand that, but I but this was not the same situation. How do you know that? Because I wasn't in Pinellas County. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? I'm just saying, it could have happened. It could have happened to you. No, it couldn't. I don't know. Two minutes, 19 seconds left in the auction. <laughs> oh, in the auction. Okay. Two no, we later. said it, we didn't. We three said o'clock. it was going to be the end. Okay. Because That's three o'clock. It's the end of the show. It's ready to talk. Well, unless we go over. Well, you have to stop the auction at some point. Hello. Yeah, the Hello auction will here? end at three o'clock. This is last call. Thousand fifty is the leading bid. Thousand fifty. Thousand fifty. Luigi's got his uh, mallet. His. So uh, who who is it? The high bidder right no, now? No, we're not closing it yet. Eight five six agent. I think it is. One thousand. Fifty dollars is the high, is the bid, high right bid. Now let's right now. hold on, uh, Luigi. Hold, oh, because I have the uh, the camera on you right now. Hold it in front of your face so that people can see it again. See how fantastic it is, and you getting it in this nice display case. Thank you, Vanna. Isn't it beautiful? It is beautiful. I even cleaned that baby up. We'll yeah, even you polish did. You shined out. it. 
I'll put some shine on and there. And we will allow the person who wins it to decide whether they actually want you to sign it or not, Tony, because your signature is not on there yet. That is correct. But it's worth 40 bucks. <laughs> That'll add the price. Um, Tony, I just asked my wife if I could bid 1100 for the ball. She said you couldn't, but you just spent $3,500 for a TV two days ago. That was Dean. So he, he would have. How many more TVs do you need in that house? It's a nice TV, Seriously. though. Oh, no, nice I know t- it's a nice TV. My, my stepdad has bought one of those uh, portrait TVs. Portrait? It's like it's, it's in a, um, it's, it's in a, um, a, a picture frame. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows, like, he's got, like, some Renoirs on there. Is right. it 4D, 4HD? No, it's, it's, it's insane. It's you a, see a picture. like uh, You see it, a, paint, a painting when, yeah. it, when, when the TV's not on. Oh, it I looks want like a one paint. of those. I really do, but for over the fireplace that we have. That's where he has it, over yeah. his fireplace. Looks because fantastic. then it looks like a painting when it's not on it automatically, and then you can either choose which painting you want to have up there, or it it cycles through, right? Yeah, eight five six. Aja says, "Can you make a list of all the names?" Yes, we, you will get a name of all the. You will get a list of all the names of people who signed the ball, and he does one Tony signature on it. He's got about thirty seconds left, and this ball is going to be his. I I am sure. Hold on a second. What is it? I'm right watching here? the clock right now. So now one. I have I have my favorite. One of my favorite. Going Twitter once. Photos. Going. Oh wait, we're counting uh, it down. Luigi, where's you Ryan Seacrest? Going it. once. Going twice. Ten fifty. All in. Sold. Sold. Sold to eight five six agent. Congratulations, you are the winner. You're the, the highest bidder. Congratulations, highest bidder of this beautiful, beautiful. Football NFL 100 year anniversary football too. It is worth at least at minimum twenty five hundred dollars. Yes. Now minimum. it's priceless. Once I sign it, it's, <laughs> it will be priceless. And the phone yeah, actually eight five six agent. You should call in if this is not you. You should call in. Yeah, we want to make sure. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's legit. He's not scamming us. He's not some guy that's just gonna call. He, no, he's happy as hell. He won it. I gotta give. I gotta rip a Bruno smoothie. <laughs> I got a rep, and even though he's named after me, Bruno Smoothie. You follow him on Twitter, Luigi Bruno Smoothie. Uh, I do. Well, he only has six followers, so yeah. he writes to me. What's the difference between telling Nike to pay him money for a favor, or telling the Ukraine you won't get your money unless you do me this favor? Here's the difference, Mister Smith, the Smoothie. One guy was just convicted of it on all counts. Correct. In a courtroom. And is going to prison for a long, long time. The other guy was impeached and then acquitted because they determined that there wasn't enough evidence to convict. And he never said, do me a favor. So get your facts straight. As we learned today from Jeremy Roenick, and I say this all the time. Get your damn facts straight. I'm not an apologist for anybody who commits crimes. But if you don't have the basic facts to try to... uh, reach a conclusion on an opinion then get out of my face with that crazy shit play so, action real says Bruno smoothie equals Terry the tech guy 856 agent uh, give us a call we want to talk to you and congratulate you on air give him the number 215-462-TONY that's 215-462-8669 Mazel tov, man you got a great item here buddy did we give him a roaring round of applause I believe I so. I did, yeah, Tony. I okay, I want to make sure. I want to make sure. gavel busted it. Now, AJ ain't saying Tony's going to be pissed. No, he said, uh, and AJ does a lot for this show. No, but he's going to be pissed because I know he really won this one. Now, Tony, should you sign this thing live now? I will sign a lot. Do we have a yellow? Uh, a do you, you have sharpie? a silver Sharpie? I think we have one in the case. I got I got plenty of silver Sharpies. I don't have any black Sharpies. I need a silver one. <laughs> I need a silver one. There you go. Do we have 856 on the line? 
Yeah, yeah we Saint have Jude's. 856 on the line. Tony, you're going to sign this thing live. I'm going to sign. Let's do it live. Right near the – should you sign it near the Duke? Yeah, I'll sign it where there's a, where there's nobody there. I'll sign it right near the uh, the, we, the we laces. We have Mike, who is eight five six agent, on the go. line right now. The winner. He can he can actually tell you where he wants you to sign it. Mike, first of all, thank you so much for first of all for being a loyal listener, a follower of the show, and for being involved in this. This is a great great uh, thing to do. St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. There's so many great uh, people out there doing stuff. St. Jude's in Memphis and all over the country, actually. And then you have. You know, the other organization, which is a Shriners Hospital for Children. we got Children's Hospital here, Make-A-Wish, all of our favorite uh, children's charities. Thank you so much, Manfred, for doing this and bidding yeah. $1,050. No problem, Tony. I'm a big fan. Um, I don't call in. For, actually, I never called in before, and I don't chat much because I work a lot during the day. But um, when I donate money, I donate to St. Jude, so I thought it was a good opportunity and love the show. and. That's well, great to hear Pretty from cool. you, man. Great and now, you. in addition to the c- contribution that you're making to St. Jude, you're getting something in return, a great football, great memento with a lot of good autographs. So you do want me to sign this football? Absolutely. <laughs> now, I have a spot near the laces because the laces always have Anywhere to be. Anywhere you want. Laces Anywhere always have to, want. Uh, laces have to be always out, right, Luigi? Laces Didn't out. we learn that? Laces out. Ray Finkel taught us that a long, Finkel, long time and ago. And by the way, Finkel is Einhorn. And Einhorn is Finkel. Exactly. <laughs> Now, where's the uh, silver Sharpie? Yeah, I have I, one, but it's not yeah, up to par. it's not up to par, so we'll, we'll get you one uh, as soon as the show's over, yeah, Tony. Like 50 silver Sharpies I know, I need here. to, but I think the ones, the really good ones were uh, absconded with when we were down on Radio Row, and I haven't replaced them yet. So. Don't How's forget. Do you guys send me a link, or how do yes, I make a donation? So um, email me, MissRobinAustin at gmail.com, and I can give you the link directly to the St. Jude's site that they gave us so that you can pay them directly and get the tax write-off. Um, and that's Miss awesome. Robin Austin, M-I-S-S-R-O-B-I-N-A-U-S-T-I-N at gmail.com. Now, should I put I a, should I use a black Sharpie on this? I think the, should I use, I could use a black Sharpie and be no. the only one in black. Really? Oh, I no. am the man in black, I, Actually, Mike should be the one to, to make Mike, that decision. Now, I don't have a silver Sharpie, but I do, do we have a black one here? He, we got all kinds of colors, man. I I have a good silver sharpie. I just don't but have. I wanted it right to make the second. sign authentic, so that you don't have to say, well, wait, "Wait a minute, how do I know that's a real? Do you have a certificate of authentic authenticity?" You know what? I will I will take a photograph of me of signing. You, you know it's real. It's written in semen. That's how you know it's real. Beautiful. No, we'll do, we'll do it. And, and and you know all of these signatures are authentic because there's video of these people signing it. Yes. On the Super Bowl Radio Row. I have I have photos of some, video of others. It's a it's a conglomeration of, but we definitely had them all signed. I mean, there's and we'll include. Hello. Luigi will now go home on his regular old school electric typewriter. You know the one with the little ball that mm-hmm. goes up, and then you have the yeah. the the race part with the little the out the white IBM, strip. IBM, the old IBM. Yeah, typewriter. the old IBM typewriter with the electric ball that moved around. Okay. And what am I going to do when I get there? And you're going to write the list of every single name that's on there. You have smoked yourself for And then you're going to write. The list, and I'll sign the list, too. And then Luigi will get sign the list. Then we'll get it notarized. <laughs> and then we'll have copies made. And we'll sell it at the Constitution Center down in Center City, Philadelphia, <laughs> at Independence Mall. And it'll be in its own glass case so that when they make the next. You know, they're making another movie, Luigi. Are they really? Another Book of one? Secrets, uh, the National another Treasure. Another National Treasure? Another National Treasure movie. Good, this time I'll help them steal something out of a museum for real. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> let me go. <laughs> and the, uh, the letter of authenticity will be in its own hermetically sealed air-conditioned case. And it'll be, it'll be locked. we got to do a live shot you of it. Riddle is balls out Now, right Mike, now. you're in the Philly area, right? 
I grew up in Kensington, but I live in, right over the bridge in Washington Township now. Oh, beautiful. Like everybody right else does. Landmark. Like Louis, right, right near landmark. landmark. Did you ever come out to the Landmark Americana shows for Monday Night never, Football? Never had a chance to. I wanted to, but just I never had a chance to. Oh, Maybe man. next year. I hate to do Wait. it to you, man. Wait a minute. i got to <laughs> give him like one of these. What is Riddle's tail doing? We have a live shot of our cat, Riddle. So now and, I, and I he is absolutely. By the out way, of it. he I, I gave him some more painkillers this morning. So this is a painkiller nap if I ever saw one. <laughs> wow! Now everybody yeah. can see this on our Twitch stream. Poor Riddle, our our, our male daddy master, daddy Mac on Valentine's Day looks like he just banged about thirteen other female cats around the neighborhood, but he's he's fixed, so he's he cannot produce any more offspring. Although, if he could produce more offspring, I'd be making a lot of money because people love those cats. I know. Poor and baby. poor guy has a UTI. Not a ute. A UTI, and he's heavily medicated now. He's urinating blood, and, and he yeah, looked like he was he, getting yeah, better. Yeah. Yesterday, he was, like, fantastic. And then all of a sudden, this morning, it took a turn for the worse again and sort of slid back. So, once again, back on the painkillers. Okay. Uh, I'm so worried about it. So, Mike, him. we're going to get your information and send you the football. You have to... Uh, and then you're gonna you're gonna directly deal with St. Luke's children. So there's we're not Saint the middleman. St. Jude. Yeah. No. I keep saying St. Luke. St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Yeah, and it's uh, not St. Tony's. St. <laughs> <Saint> Luke. <laughs> what, I'll, what I'll do is you guys send me the link. I'll 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 make the donation. I'll do like a screenshot and send it to you guys. So you know okay. I paid, so I'm not. Yeah, no, kind of no. Actually, the, <laughs> I I will be sending you a, a specific link to the. So they what they did is they created a special Tony Bruno show uh, awesome. uh, page on St. Jude's so that you could pay directly, and then I can actually see it and uh, and and awesome. show, and you get all the credit and all that wonderful stuff. So um, as soon as you Great. email me, I will send you that link. Great, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot. And no, congratulations thank you, again. Thank you. Love Great. the show. Thank Take you care. so much, man. Really, really appreciate Bye-bye. that. And I'm sure the kids at St. Luke's will appreciate this, too. You know, you've seen the St. Luke's commercials. You've seen... You know the difference between St. Luke's and the Shriners Hospital for Children? St. Jude's, you mean. St. Jude's. Saint, I, I don't know why I have this. St. Luke? You know what it is? It's not like Howard Eskin. I don't call Joe Girardi Jim Girardi like Howard Eskin's been right. doing or on Lawrence Twitter. Lawrence McCutcheon. Or Lawrence McCutcheon, who was a running back, of course, for the Rams back in the right. day. So I have brain freezes, too. But at least when I go on Twitter, I, I will write Joe Girardi. Maybe I, I make mistakes, too. We but all before make mistakes. I hit, perfect. But before I send it, I haven't made like a series of mistakes like poor Howard has been, and he's getting hammered over it. He should, though. He makes Jim Girardi and mistake. Lawrence McCutcheon. And you got to proofread some of this stuff, man, sometimes exactly. before you hit St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, which Danny Thomas founded many years ago, and his daughter, Marlo, is now continuing the effort. So St. Jude's takes care of children who obviously have uh, problems when they're born and when they're young. The Shriners Hospital for Children difference is right. those kids are there for a long, long yeah, time. They're there for they get long prosthetics, time. all kinds of uh, rehabilitation. And so that's the difference. One hospital is for children's rehabilitation, the other hospital is for children's research with oh, diseases. Both are tremendous, tremendous, tremendous charities. St. Jude's, um, uh, they, they also deal with kids that have uh, rare diseases Correct. that people have never, you know, and they don't know what to do. And um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Both I, I want to sleep like Riddle's sleeping right now. He I know, is look at ass out, man. He looks like a guy who had a good three-way after yeah. on Valentine's Actually, Day, a throuple. You know, you know, we were talking about Houston and Luigi. Is and, he breathing? Um, and yeah, he is. Yeah, he's breathing, sleeping. Yeah, when when we, uh, Luigi was there with us last time when he met Sean Salisbury for mm-hmm. the first time. Uh, Luigi had a wee little 
bit too much to drink. Fucking Warren Moon, man. Warren Moon and Robert Horry. <laughs> they did me dirty. Just a wee bit. And so what? we had to leave because we had originally, we were going to be there for an additional day, but then Tony was hosting, uh, co-hosting the Red Ball, and we had to get back to Philadelphia to do that. So we had to leave after this amazing party. We had to leave the hotel at like 6 a.m. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, earlier than oh, that, like 5. Uh, I forget, to, I to, to get the shot. first flight out. And Luigi was shot. I mean, he was so shot. He threw up almost in the rental car. He made it. We parked in the uh, hotel parking lot. At the A-loft. At the A-loft. <laughs> Michael Vick was not there, though. <laughs> Luigi <laughs> opens up the car door, and he throws up. Thank God not in the car. We didn't have to deal with that. It was a rental. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, but still, we would have had to sit in it the, that uh, later on that morning to get back to the, oh, the airport. And then, then I was smart. I realized how inebriated and whacked he was he ended up um passing out in his hotel room but you and i helped get him to the hotel room we saved we, his life we we, we saved luigi's ass threw that him day. down on the bed i didn't even take we didn't like strip him or anything like that we just threw him down on the bed let him be there but before we went to our room we grabbed his hotel room key we grabbed his key card because i knew that come that Wake up call. We weren't going to be able to wake him up, which was the case. Come that wake up call. If I would have came too, I would have had to pack to the party. What are he you talking was about? White boy wasted. Dude, I he was beyond human he comprehension. Was, I was, he was fine. Out. I was no. fine. I was fine. I was drinking, oh. having a good time. I was socializing, networking, doing the whole nine. And then freaking here comes Robert Horry, and he goes, he goes, yo, my man. He goes, what are you, what are you drinking over here? I was just doing some shots of this, shots of that. He goes, I got something. And he opens up his vest pocket, and he's got a flask, right? And Warren Moon comes over. He goes, yo, Bob. What are you doing? What are you pouring over there? He's like, oh, I got this over here. So he comes over. So big game Bob. Big game Bob. And Warren Moon are sitting there, and they're like, and, and they start taking swigs off of this freaking flask. And you can tell by the look on their face, I guess it's like turpentine or whatever it is. And uh, Moon goes, weed, take a hit of this shit. I was like, all right, whatever, man. So you're blaming two professional Hall of Fame yes. athletes for your inability to control yourself at a house party, a great mansion party. I control with myself With some of the greatest fine. food what and wine. What am I going to say? No. Yes. Ridiculous, man. Yes. I should have hindsight being 2020. No, I'm good. Thanks. But no, you had to go and drink whatever it was. I gotta give you another one of these. Uh, What it was, man. That shit was cool. I gotta give you another one of these. Robin, can you turn my machine back on, please? So the next morning at like, oh God, 100, when we get up. I said, I bet you, Luigi, there's no way that he's getting up on his on his wake up call. That was up. And no, you were not. You were so not. We had to break the damn door down to get you out of the room. We, I was smart. I had his room key. Went in there. I wouldn't. I couldn't even get him up by calling his name. I couldn't get him up by shaking him. I had to go into the bathroom. I was freaking hungover. What do you want me to do? I had to go into the bathroom and wet a washcloth and throw yeah, it on his face. You are a lush. Face. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> yes. you, are a, you are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. You're a real crumb bum. And then, and then he called me all sorts of names. Well, yeah. Trying to sleep. And then then I said, you got to get up. And he's like, no. I'm like, Luigi, we're going to leave you here in Houston if you don't get up. Oh. Bafangul, eh? Exactly. That would have been fine. I'd have started working at the radio station over there. Everything would have been great. We got a couple of NFL notes before we get out By of here. By the way, I got I to get off because, um, excuse me, uh, my insurance company has been calling me. Ah. And I've been telling because somebody hit my car. So 
I got. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna step off the air. Everybody have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day, all you gumads and all your broads and all that stuff like that. Make sure you take them out, treat them right, as they've been treating you right the entire. Now we're going day. to the comedy club tonight. To I'll see be there nine thirty. You got a date? You're going? No, along. I'm gonna roll solo probably. You gonna roll solo? Yeah, man. Can't find some cool mod. I could, but it's Valentine's Day. I want to leave her at home with her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Now that was a good line. That was a good line. That's a strong close right there. <laughs> That's a- just like that. I'm at everybody. Good night. <laughs> Clarky Bob, now I see why you didn't take Luigi to Miami. See? Yeah. He still had a job at that moment. Yeah, no. He still had a job, or so we thought, when we had to make the decision of who was going down there. And, of course, a couple of football notes. Washington cleaning house. They released Josh Norman today and Paul Richardson gone apparently jordan reed is next as they try to shed money off the salary cap in dc with their new coach you know who they're going after luigi the washington redskins i thought you had to go i know i just want to ask to see if he knows you know who the new coach in washington is ron rivera right uh, wait i'm sorry I'm ron rivera is ring do you either ron... go or you come i'm asking him to answer the question so guess who they want who to join ron rivera in our nation's capital uh, Chip Kelly. Nope. Who? Greg Olson, the tight end. What? Who's on the XFL broadcast. He's a free agent. Remember, he's pretty much as they he's parted done. ways in Carolina. Well, Vernon Davis retired, so they need a tight end. And Jordan Reed's got a concussion every 30 seconds. Exactly. So it looks like Jordan Reed is going to be the next guy cut. The Josh Norman, a lot of people earlier today on Twitter, should the Eagles go after Josh Norman? Is he shot or does he have anything the left in the tank? The moment anyone gets cut from anywhere. Should the Eagles go after this guy? Should the of Eagles course, go that's after the this way guy? it works. It, it's just most, what about man. Paul Richardson? Is he still a serviceable receiver? No. I don't think so either. No. Why do you think Washington? But I would, but I would, uh, as they say, kick the tires on um, on Josh Norman. you got to kick the tires on everything. Abs- absolutely. Women, dating, guys, <laughs> just kick the tires. Hey, even exactly. if she ain't got I, no well, tires. I walk over, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, I'm, you know, hey, listen, man, that's, that's my wife. I'm just kicking the tires, man. <laughs> so what and, do? And, just... and if you're a woman, just kick his spare tire. When you're exactly deciding whether right. or not you exactly want to be with right. him. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, for all of you sweethearts out there, all of our great listeners who tune in every day and hopefully enjoy what we're throwing out there, what we're picking up and putting down, we want to thank all of you. And just play one more time, Robin. One of my favorite songs. Love stinks. This is about as romantic as Tony gets. No, no, no. I'll find something, guys. Love is in the air. Love is in the air, baby. I had some other good love songs on the coast. You didn't get that one, did you, Robin? Only our West Coast listeners will get that. Love songs on the coast. How about this song for all of you who don't have a date tonight on Valentine's Day, the most overrated? First of all, you don't need Valentine's Day being forced into buying cards and flowers and feeling guilty if you don't. Right. You just need to feel the love every single day. And do you, Tony? Yes, I do. I don't need to feel guilty that I didn't run out and buy a $7 card that will be viewed once and then thrown into a drawer somewhere. Well, that's not true. I keep all your cards. But I agree, you don't have to buy me one. But you know what? It would be nice. I mean. I'm seriously. That's buy, guilt. I did when not, you have to run into a card store. I agree. On th- on Valentine's Day. Especially since we didn't I mean, we this this week has been so crazy. I didn't buy you a card either. 
We don't need no damn cards up in this joint. But but you and I, you know, we'll we'll show each other our love later. Right? Yeah. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Luigi will be saying it. tonight when he goes stag to Punchline Philly to see our buddy, Paul Mercurio. I want to know what love is. And I want you to show me. Especially if it's from a foreigner. You got it? This is foreigner. That did this. I'm more of a love stinks kind of guy. But, but right now, you know what it is? It's time to get the hell Let out. Let me just get to the part where foreigner. I want to get to the bridge. Let's take it to the bridge. Take it to the bridge. You know, you realize that this is just going to be completely silence for people that are watching it's it Valentine's later. Valentine's Day. Yeah, and they're going to get silence. Silence. They're not going to hear any of this. That's right here. That's right here. Right high. I want to know what love is. Why don't you just sing it? I want you to show me. Ah, uh, that is not love. That's hate right there. Okay, okay. Vafangul, huh? Vafangul. <laughs> Play the outro here, Robin. I want to thank everybody. A great week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I want to thank Jeremy Roenick, Sean Salisbury for popping on today. I want to thank our buddy out in Washington Township. What was his first name? Bill, right? The guy who won the football. No, Mike. Mike, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. We'll get your last name and we'll give you really, 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 really good love. We'll give you $1,050 worth of love. And we are going to give him some product, too, in addition yes, to the yes. football. Because he's a local we'll guy. Send him out a nice package. Won't cost it that much to ship it. You know? <laughs> oh, really, you know, priorities here. Exactly. We'll send it priority mail, though. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, because you get free tracking. Exactly. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Don't be shamed into valentining stuff. Just just be a loving person all the time. Don't be guilted into doing anything that you really don't want to do. You should love every day of the of every day of your life. Be a loving guy like me. Yes. And Fisterball, yes, I will absolutely I will be your Valentine. Absolutely. What's the other thing? I will be your... Uh... And if anybody's looking for a Valentine's Night thruple, hey, <laughs> you know penis what they at say. Penis <laughs> at Punchline Philly. Exactly. <laughs> Not hey. 45 shows. The late show is it's ma- Being a thruple is a mainstream thing now. They HGTV it... had a thruple buying a house on House yeah. Honors. Did you see that? Yeah, that's the... Two chicks and a dude. Beautiful. Good job. That's the way it should be. Exactly. You know our, our place is not big enough to have to be a thruple. Huh? You know what I'm saying? He's got a second bedroom. In the meantime, don't drink and drive. It's not amateur night. Don't text and drive. And take pictures of your meals this holiday. Especially if it's a nice one. And you get a nice little extra surprise for dessert. And God bless America, too, most importantly. It's still the greatest place on earth. And Michael Avenetti, Vafangul. You'll be spending Valentine's Jail in the slammer, pal. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.